It's time for Louisville City FC. It's full time! Louisville wins a second consecutive cup! Right here on ESPN Louisville. Six players in the wall for L.A. It's Niall McCabe. He goes for a goal and he scores! Niall McCabe around the wall. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Well, as Casey Whitfield and I have found out this evening, sometimes the best made plans, or the best laid plans, rather, are made to waste. And tonight, Louisville City is making plans for three points. They're hoping those plans are not made to waste. Jeff Milby, Casey Whitfield is here. Louisville City on the road in West Texas tonight, taking on El Paso Locomotive. Louisville City riding a six-game unbeaten run El Paso coming on a coming in on a two-game skid. They've lost each of their last two games entering action this evening. Casey, it's going to be an ex- exciting one, so I think it's fair to say. El Paso, a team with a lot of talent. They've been streaky this year. They opened the season with four straight losses. They went on a 10-game uh, uh, unbeaten run, I should say. And then, as I said, they're entering tonight with a two-game losing streak. Uh, Lou City on the road this evening. It's going to be a challenge, to be sure. It's definitely going to be a challenge. And like we've talked about previously, every team is going to come out and give their best effort against Lou City. And for El Paso, tonight is an excellent night for them to really have a statement win, to get themselves back on the right foot, get the rhythm going a little bit more. And so stakes are high for them. So Lou City is going to have a tough task ahead of them. El Paso, like you said, they're a team that might be struggling right now, but they're going to be in front of their home fans. They're going to have the chance to come out and really make a name for themselves. And that's going to be really tough. So I, I'm, I think Lou City is the better team. And I think all in all, they have the better talent. But it's going to be a tough match. Yeah, as we mentioned, El Paso... A team that's been streaky, but that, was, that streakiness has earned them a playoff spot to this point in the season. They interaction tonight with a record of 9, 8, and 6. That's good for 33 points. Fifth place in the Western Conference. And as you know, Louisville City, of course, in first place in the Eastern Conference, entering action in the USL tonight. A record of 13, 3, and 4 for the boys in purple. That's good for 43 points in the standings. Second only in the entire league to San Antonio out west. They trail them by six points in the standings. Last time out for Louisville City, Casey, it was, uh, to be sure, a grueling affair. A week and a half ago, a week ago Wednesday at Lynn Family Stadium, they took on Phoenix Rising in that hyped summer showcase that the USL put on. All of the big wigs from across the league were in town, and they saw a scoreless draw that night. It was an entertaining game, to be sure, uh, but one where the heat played a factor. There were hydration breaks, and really at the end of the game, players on both sides really seemed to be dragging. They really expended all of their energy in that game. Tonight might be a similar kind of story. Out in West Texas in the desert, the high temperature today in El Paso was 96 degrees. Uh, it's going to be a hot one. Hydration breaks are going to play a factor. The environment and the surroundings are going to play a factor as well. I think that will, but I think one of the big factors that happened against Phoenix was the fact that Lucidity was coming off of playing Memphis three days ago. And so, yes, the heat played a factor. Yes, it was grueling match but a lot of that came from them not being able to properly recover in Phoenix having a week and a half off so Lucidity has had some time off to be able to recover to be able to really come back to full strength they've been in El Paso they've trained they know what it's going to feel like it's hot here too so they understand what it's like to play in the heat so 
I think it is going to be a slight factor, but I don't think it's going to be as big of a factor as it was against Phoenix. You say full strength, but there are a number of injuries that are going to play a role tonight for Louisville City. Five players, as of uh, pregame, are unavailable this evening. Three of them due to injury, two of them for personal reasons. Cameron Lancaster remains injured. He injured his groin in warm-ups a few weeks ago. He remains out once again. He's not played since June 5th. He's joined on the injury list by Josh Winder, the teenage sensation, who rolled an ankle this week in practice. He's unavailable for this game, as is Ian Solaire, a foot injury for Solaire. Two players are unavailable tonight for Louisville City due to personal matters. Corbin Bone, the midfielder, is unavailable, as is the left back, Amadou Dia, who was available in terms of league availability. He was coming off of a red card suspension last game where he was not allowed to play. He's allowed to play this one, but is not going to make the team tonight for personal reasons. So those are a bunch of big names, Casey, for Louisville City players that feature regularly, talking about Dia, talking about Winder, Lancaster Wood, if he had been healthy over the course of this season. Those are three big misses tonight for Louisville City. Absolutely, but there is one name in the starting lineup that I think we've been missing for a little bit, and I'm excited to see him back, and that's Wilson Harris. So he's back healthy, and that's going to be a huge addition to them. So yes, maybe depth isn't there for them tonight, as it has been in the past, but... They've had plenty of time to recover, so hopefully that's not going to be too much of a factor tonight, and they'll be able to kind of go a little bit longer on the pitch, and we won't have to really dig into our bench as much. So once again tonight, Louisville City on the road, a cross-conference clash this evening in El Paso, Texas, where they'll take on El Paso Locomotive. Kickoff set for a little bit past 9.30 local time in Louisville, Kentucky. We will have all of the action for you this evening here on ESPN Louisville. The starting lineups, as Casey alluded, will be coming your way a little bit later. But when we come back after this break, we'll hear a bit from Danny Cruz. He talked about the conditions in which this game is being played, the heat, also the fact that this is a game being played on a baseball field. So that may play a factor as well. We'll hear what Coach Danny Cruz had to say in his media availability when we come back on the other side of this break. Again, we're warming you up for the game tonight. Louisville City on the road in West Texas facing El Paso Locomotive. Kickoff coming up at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer and the pregame for tonight's game here on ESPN Louisville. Imagine your bright career when you join the UofL health team. Now, imagine receiving free tuition to the University of Louisville. At UofL Health, we believe in investing in you and the power of education. So now, your UofL Health family has college tuition covered for all employees and their families. Just imagine the possibilities. For details, visit uoflhealth.org imagine. That's the power of you. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, I'm a coroner. It can be a tough job, but you know what makes it even tougher? Seeing people senselessly die because they didn't bother to use their seatbelts or senselessly die because they got distracted by their phone. Be safe, Kentucky. Buckle up and put the phone down. 
Because by the time I see you, it's too late. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. You know, it's going to be difficult. Another hot game, uh, a small field. Uh, so it's going to be it's going to be about making sure we come out with the right mentality, the right fight uh, and and. Um, you know, try to make sure that we were able to implement the ideas that we've worked through this week. It's a good team uh, who's, you know, over the last two games, obviously uh, haven't been playing the way that I would say they expect, um, but it's a difficult opponent anytime you have to go there. You heard it, Danny Cruz there mentioning the heat and the dimensions of the field tonight. The game being played this evening in El Paso, Texas at Southwest University Park. It is home to the El Paso Chihuahuas, a minor league baseball team, but it's also home to El Paso Locomotive FC, the team that is hosting Louisville City tonight. They do put down sod over the infield dirt. If you remember the days at Louisville Slugger Field, you know what kind of situation it is playing on a baseball field. Always difficult conditions against a difficult opponent, as Cruz mentioned. He had this to say as well about tonight's game. If we do that, uh, I think uh, we'll put our... Yeah, I mean, it's it's significantly different size uh, than it is at Lynn Family Stadium, right? So we have to look at uh, trying to, to alter the game plan a little bit, uh, style of play a little bit, um, but our principles don't change. Uh, the mentality doesn't change, and, and I firmly believe, and I said it to the players this morning, we need to make sure that we start the game the right way um, and set the tone and the intensity right off the, the whistle. Uh, and, you know, if we do that, uh, I think... Uh, we'll put ourselves in a position to, to come out of here with, with a result. Casey Whitfield, a couple of weeks ago, Louisville City was in Memphis at AutoZone Park. It was a really, truly physical game. Memphis really seemed to use the field dimensions, or lack thereof, to their advantage because they mucked the game up for the first 45 minutes. They were physical. They got in Louisville City's face. It really didn't look much like a soccer game. And I, I think, in my opinion, that was a lot of that was due to the field. They used that field, the size of it, the, the small size of it, to their advantage. Could be a similar situation from uh, tonight from El Paso. Uh, what do you make of the field, the size of the field? How do you think that'll play a factor in tonight's game? Well, if you remember, back when Lou City did play at Slugger Field, we used the size to our advantage. That was one of our strengths was playing at home, being able to play on that type of field. So I fully expect El Paso to use that to their advantage, especially against a team like Lou City, who really, really, really does well with a lot of space, utilizing the width, utilizing as much space front to back. And so it's going to be a bit of an adjustment for Lou City. At least they did have the game against Memphis where they were able to kind of work out a few of the kinks. But I expect it to be... In the first half, Lucity is really just trying to feel out El Paso, feel out the field, see the space that they have, feel the players moving within that space. And they're going to have to make sure that they have their heels on the touchline, meaning that their heels are all the way on either end line. So they're using that entire space. They're spreading out the field because what that's going to allow is that's going to force El Paso to have to spread out too. And it's going to open up channels in the middle. I'm hoping that we don't look to play too direct and completely bypass the midfield and bypass 
our possession because I think that's a strength of ours. But at some point, if the middle of the field is too clogged, we're going to have to look for some more of those balls over top, and that's where having Wilson Harrison there is going to play a big factor. There are some dangerous players in this El Paso team and in this El Paso lineup. One of them, maybe not dangerous is the, the not the correct word to use here, but a notable player, Evan Newton. He's the goalkeeper for El Paso. He is the all-time leader in shutouts and saves in USL Championship history. He won the 2018 Golden Gloves Award. You may remember him from his time in his career previously in Cincinnati and Indy, playing for the Indy 11. He's faced Louisville City seven times, but he's never won against Louisville City. Oh, three and four against the boys in purple between those two stops in Indianapolis and FC Cincinnati. Could be a big night for him, a player on loan from Vancouver in MLS. If he is able to stand up to his form, Louisville City might be stymied just a bit on the road. Certainly lots of other players in the attack uh, for El Paso that pose a problem tonight. Uh, Lucho Solignac, he is their leading scorer with seven goals and four assists. He led them in scoring last year with 10 goals. He's picked up right where he left off this year. What do you think, given the changes that we are going to see in Louisville City lineup, which we're going to give you here in a matter of minutes, most of them, a couple of them anyway, on the back line defensively, that's got to scare Louisville City fans just a little bit, wouldn't you think, to have guys coming in who have not been necessarily regular players this year facing a team with dangerous dangerous attacking opposition? Well, I will say that every single game I've seen cha- that I've seen changes along the back line, it's made me a little bit nervous, and tonight is no different. But I feel like every single game the team has come out and they have been very good defensively because they know the expectations. They have all bought into the game plan. But again, there are some different faces back there and it can take a little bit of adjusting. Loose City is very good at their offsides trap. Are they going to be as solid with that tonight or are they going to kind of slack off in a few areas? Maybe a player steps back when they shouldn't and leaves a player on sides. So I think the back line has a few question marks for me on how they're going to be able to work together and then kind of keep up with the speed and the pace of El Paso up top. Louisville City on the road this evening, as we've said, in El Paso, Texas, taking on El Paso Locomotive FC. Casey Whitfield, you have your keys to the game this evening. We'll get to those at the other side of the break if you do. You do. I, I see do. Them. I always have my keys She's got to the her game. keys ready. Casey's going to have her keys when we come back after this break. It's Louisville City Soccer on ESPN Louisville. Start your journey in a new Toyota. Where you end up is up to you. With 16 different all-wheel drive Toyotas to choose from, the possibilities are endless. Head to the backcountry in the legendary 4Runner or find a fishing hole with a rugged new Tacoma, the best-selling truck in its class for the past 17 years. Get a great deal now with new vehicles arriving daily, plus two years no-cost maintenance. For all Toyota offers, go to buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. 
Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Once again, we're getting you set for Louisville City's road game this evening at El Paso Locomotive. Kickoff set for just a few minutes from now, and Casey Whitfield has her keys to the game. So tonight, Lou City has to be sharp offensively. We have to make sure we are sharp in our attack. This goes with our passes, our runs, our crosses, and our finishes. We have to focus on the details and not get ahead of ourselves so we're better able to be clinical and sharp to put El Paso away early. Next, we have to have high pressure defensively. El Paso is a team that has a history of struggling with building out of the back. So we have to make sure that we're pressing high up the field to put them under pressure. This is going to allow us to turn them over in more favorable parts of the field and really benefit our attack. And finally, we have to utilize all the space on the field. As we've talked about, we're playing on a baseball field again, so we know how this is going to limit our space and affect our style. So we have to make sure that we're utilizing all the space in the field so we can open up passing lines and channels for runs so we're better able to break down that back line of El Paso. Louisville City and El Paso kick off in just a couple of minutes. We'll have all the action for you here on ESPN Louisville. The starting lineups and the start of the game when we return after this final commercial break. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer here on ESPN Louisville. At UofL Health Urgent Care Plus, the plus makes all the difference. You get convenient, world-renowned care that's backed by a network of academic expertise. Less wait time plus more advanced technology. Compassionate care, plus no appointment necessary. It all adds up to a smart choice for the best care close by. So don't put your health on hold. That's the power of you. Visit uoflhealth.org. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards, too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, rowdiest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not <clears throat> and when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. 
Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Tonight's starting lineups are presented by Craft House Pizza. We will begin with the visitors, El, or I beg your pardon, the hosts, El Paso Locomotive. They entered the game tonight with a record of 9, 8, and 6. That's good for 33 points and fifth place in the Western Conference of the USL. It's Evan Newton in goal, the back four in front of him. Nicholas Hines, Andrew Fox, Yuma the captain, and Matt Bonner. The midfield, five players in the midfield, Aron Gomez, Dylan Mayers, Liam Rose, uh, Eric Calvillo, and Cristiano Francois. And they play in support of the starting target forward, Luis Lucho Solignac. John Hutchinson is the head coach for El Paso. He is in his first year in charge in West Texas. Louisville City, again, with many changes, five players unavailable for the game tonight, but still many familiar faces uh, in the lineup this evening for head coach Danny Cruz. They enter the game with a record of 13-3-4. That's good for 43 points and first place in the Eastern Conference. Kyle Morton starts in goal for Louisville City. The back four in front of him, it's Wes Sharpie at left back, Sean Tosh and Manny Perez, along with Oscar Jimenez, who makes his first start in quite a while, just his third start of the season on the whole. In the midfield, it's Tyler Gibson, Niall McCabe, and Ray Serrano, and I beg your pardon, and Jorge Gonzalez. And then the attacking three, it is Ray Serrano and Brian Ownby in support of Wilson Harris. So those are the lineups tonight presented by Craft House Pizza. And we are underway in El Paso. El Paso wearing their home colors of light blue with white numerals and trim. Louisville City wearing their road uniforms white with the vertical purple stripes and black numerals and lettering. They've played just a few seconds on the baseball field out there in El Paso. And it is out for a throw Along the near side, the left side for El Paso. They take the throw with their left back, Nicholas Hines. The throw comes in and is immediately deflected by Niall McCabe of Louisville City and out for yet another throw. One minute in, Casey Whitfield. We talked about it in the pregame. Danny Cruz wanted to see this team come out with the right mentality. They've had a lot of time off over the last few days. Um, what are you going to make out of these first few moments? What is important for you to see? I think Lou City has to really impose their style. They have to be the one that are the, the aggressors that are really putting out how they're going to play, imposing how they're going to play on El Paso and showing El Paso that they're here and mean business. They've had some time off, so that means that they have fresh legs so that they're going to be able to apply a lot of pressure very early on. Lou City attacking from left to right in this first half. And they have some pressure on the goal. Evan Newton in his six-yard box forced to play it 
Long upfield under some pressure from Wilson Harris, and that ball upfield towards Hines is quickly turned over by Louisville City. Ray Serrano, a ball through for Jorge Gonzalez. He's in the attacking penalty area on the end line. It's picked up by the center back, Yuma, and Yuma gets it deflected off of Gonzalez, and it rolls into the hands of Evan Newton, the veteran goalkeeper at 34 years of age for El Paso. In his first season with that club, once again, as we mentioned, on loan from Vancouver in MLS. Newton punts it long down the far side, the right, for El Paso, and it's headed out of play by Manny Perez. Actually, that's Oscar Jimenez playing on the far side at left back for Louisville City. It's out for a throw to El Paso in their attacking half, the Louisville City defensive half on the far side, their right. It's in from El Paso to Cristiano Francois, Francois to Calvillo, and Calvillo all the way back to Andrew Fox, the left center back. Fox tries to play it forward down the near sideline, where it's intercepted by Manny Perez, lining up at right back for Louisville City, and Louisville City forces possession back to Kyle Morton, the goalkeeper, coming out of his penalty area on the near side, the right for Louisville City. He's forced to clear it long upfield, and it goes from goalkeeper to goalkeeper. Evan Newton picks it up in El Paso's uh, penalty area. And one thing Lou City is doing is they're doing a good job of clogging the middle of the field, which is forcing El Paso to have to play along the outside. And that's then allowing the outside backs to be able to pick off those passes. And we're being able to turn over El Paso in very good positions. So it's that defensive structure of Lou City that's really helping them in their transition. Lou City wins possession. They headed in the center circle. Brian Ombi playing along the left for the moment, trying to combine in the middle with a teammate, but the ball clipped over the top. And hit too hard. It goes out of play past the far sideline. And it's a throw to El Paso in their defensive half. Matt Bonner takes it. Bonner, a 32-year-old from Westchester, Ohio, in his third season with El Paso. His throw is quickly won by Louisville City, and here come the boys in purple in the attack. It's Brian Obi down the far side, the left. He's just outside of the penalty area with two defenders for company. Caught up in the corner flag, and it's deflected out of play, I believe. It will be a Vi-Fi corner kick for Louisville City. It comes four minutes into this opening half, and it'll come from the far side, their left. And if Lou City fans can remember, the corner kicks on the baseball fields are always very tricky because there is not a whole lot of run-up space. And so you're going to expect to see Lou City do a few trick corner kicks, maybe not send it in every time, maybe look to play short, but the corner kick service is going to be varied quite a bit this game. It's the 31-year-old captain, Niall McCabe, to take it. It's an in-swinger. In fact, they take it short. The Vi-Fi corner kick taken short is to Oscar Jimenez. He clips the ball into the back post. Just over the outstretched head, the leaping head of Sean Tosh, and it bounces out of play. It's a goal kick to El Paso, but a uh, corner kick routine there, Casey, for Louisville City. They played it short, and a good ball in from Oscar Jimenez, just a bit too much on it. Definitely one that they worked on the practice field, but it is a good idea. Just I think Jimenez got underneath it a little bit too much. Sean Tosh seemed a little bit too wide open, and so I'm wondering if he would have been offsides if he were able to make contact on the ball. After the goal kick, Louisville City wins possession once again. They've dominated this first five minutes. It was a shot from Brian Ombi that came through on his left foot. It was blocked by a defender. Lou City still in possession after the rebound. It's Niall McCabe in the attacking half in the middle along the left. Plays it backward to Wes Sharpie. Sharpie across midfield into the attacking half once again with Ownby who's dropped back and he plays a ball wide to the near side the right Manny Perez he dribbles down the sideline in the attacking half into Ray Serrano in the middle back to Niall McCabe now Serrano now on the near sideline forward is Manny Perez combining with Serrano it's back to Perez now he drops it off with Serrano still on the near sideline Gonzalez on the near sideline now a ball to the end line for Perez to chase he's going to try and get there and in fact he cannot get there the ball rolls past the end line and it was last touched by Louisville City it's a goal kick 
While I appreciate the good patient combination play there, I think there was a little bit of a missed opportunity. I feel like it was Manny Perez picked the ball up. He's got his head up, and you could see Wilson Harris raising his hand in the middle of the field, wanting that ball to come in. But instead of trying to go for that big ball and play him in, they decided to play it short, and I think that that's where they lost the advantage that they had of runs inside the box. El Paso playing it short off the goal kick. Out of the back, it was Hines. The left back, he played a long ball forward over the top. It's contested and sent out of play on the near sideline. It's out for an El Paso throw, which they'll take backwards. And they throw it into their penalty area, knocking it around the back. It's with the goalkeeper, Newton. Newton coming toward the far side, the right for El Paso. Louisville City applying some pressure coming forward, trying to win the ball in their attacking half. They're still unable to do it. In the middle, it was El Paso switching from right to left. They're coming forward now into the attacking half. And Louisville City doing a good job here in the early going, Casey, of winning the ball and turning it over, which they're nearly able to do here. The ball goes out of play. It's going to be a throw to El Paso on the far side there right at midfield. Well, and that comes from the high-pressure style that Lou City likes to play. Like I talked about in the keys to the game, El Paso is a team that has struggled a little bit with building out of the back, so Lou City's high pressure is really going to be something that is going to throw them off their game a bit, and so they have to make sure that they're continuing to have that high pressure, forcing them into where Lou City is baiting them, so into their defense, so that way they can turn them over. Here is a turnover that may result in a chance. It's into Brian Ombi from Perez. His shot is saved by Newton. Per, uh, Brian Ombi just at the top of the penalty area, a first-time shot after a ball crossed in from the right side by Manny Perez, and the first-time shot was hit more or less right at Newton, who had to get down to his right to make the stop. But a swift counterattack there for Louisville City, Casey, that generates a chance. Well, I love the run from Manny Perez. Picks the ball up and immediately attacks on the dribble down that sideline, and then he gets his head up, and he finds the late runner in Brian Ombi at the top of the box. There were two Louisville City players in front of him at the six-yard box, but he pulls it back to the top of the box, and that was the perfect pass he could have played. I don't think Brian Ombi got the contact on it that he needed to. Now a ball into the box for El Paso, and the Louisville box. It's from Francois from the right. It's headed away by Manny Perez, but it's still with El Paso, still in the Louisville half. The left back, Hines, winds up his left foot, puts a ball into the box toward the six-yard box, and it falls onto the roof of Kyle Morton's net. It did take a deflection. The referee has given a corner kick here to El Paso, so the ball in from Hines was deflected onto the roof, and it is a corner kick to the host's El Paso locomotive. It'll come from the far side, their right. It was tough to see the deflection at first, but I'm kind of glad that it did because that was a crazy ball in from Hines. I don't think he really wanted to send the ball that high, but looking at Kyle Morton, there's no more Petter check out there. No more cap. That is interesting. You're right. You're absolutely right. I didn't catch that. Of course, Kyle Morton coming off of a concussion, a very serious concussion that he suffered in early June. The last couple of weeks we did see him with that concussion cap, but not tonight. Here comes the corner kick. Mares takes it for El Paso. It's an outswinger off of his right foot. It's headed away by Sean Tosh of Louisville City. His header goes all the way toward midfield. That is where it is picked up by Hines, who is one of the few players back. Hines with it now under pressure from Wilson Harris. He plays it forward towards Solignac, but the ball is behind Solignac, and Louisville City picks it up. They've got it in the middle with Tyler Gibson. Uh, and now to the near side, it's Manny Perez. Perez now to Ombi. They're in the attacking half now. Wilson Harris dropping deep to pick it up. He drives forward. A ball through the defensive back line to Ombi deep in the corner on the near side. A ball into the six-yard box toward Harris, who made the run. It was swept away by Yuma, the captain for El Paso. But his clearance or his clearance went out of the box, and then it was cleared secondarily by another defender. That clearance went to midfield, and Louisville City picks it up there. Gibson plays it all the way back to Kyle Morton at the top of his penalty area. 
Another solid attack. But what I like is when Wilson Harris comes back to pick that ball up, Niall McKay pushes on pass to still give a little bit of height to Lou City. So when that center forward comes back, it forces the defense to have to collapse in, which then is going to lose space. But when you're attacking mid pushes higher, it forces the defense to have to stay back and it opens up space for Wilson Harris for that center forward to check back into. Kyle Morton played the ball long upfield and his ball was wide. It went out of play on the near side. It is a throw to El Paso from their left. They take the throw in and now a foul called against Louisville City. So it is a free kick to El Paso. And this free kick will come in the Louisville City half. El Paso keeps it on the ground. They play it back to Andrew Fox, a 29-year-old English center back. Fox a long ball down the near sideline for Gomez to chase. Gomez up in the air, battling with Perez for it. It's out of play on the near sideline. It's going to be a throw to El Paso from their left. Gomez a bit shaken up after the collision there with Louisville City's Manny Perez. Well, and we talk about how this game could potentially be very high energy, but to my surprise, there hasn't been many vicious challenges or situations where the ref has had to step in. It's been a pretty, pretty clean, pretty clean game so far. Yeah, to that point I was making in pregame, Casey, about the Memphis game. It is nothing like that Memphis game. This is a clean soccer game. Both teams willing to try and knock the ball around and play a, an honest attempt at trying to score. A ball into the box for El Paso. It's knocked down. Francois has the shot. It was saved by Morton, but the offside flag was up, so it wouldn't have counted anyway. Cristiano Francois found himself wide open in Louisville City's penalty area, but it was because the player that headed the ball back to him, I believe Solignac, was in an offside position. It's a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City in their defensive penalty area. Yeah, and I talked about that offside trap, about how that could be an issue for Lou City tonight, but already the back line has looked pretty Pretty solid so far, holding that shape, still communicating. And that speaks volumes to the level of players that these are because a lot of teams never change their back line. And Lou City has been able to kind of flow players in and out pretty seamlessly. 12 minutes gone by, no score down in El Paso in West Texas. Louisville City riding a six-game unbeaten run. El Paso trying to snap a two-game losing skid in this cross-conference clash. You're listening to it here on ESPN Louisville. I'm Jeff Milby, and the other voice you'll hear is Casey Whitfield. It's with Sean Tosh for Louisville City. He played it long from his right center back spot down toward Wilson Harris, who was giving chase, but the ball will roll past the end line. It goes from Tosh in his defensive half to a goal kick in the opposite half, which Evan Newton, the goalkeeper, will take for El Paso. And that's the right idea, but when you're playing on a pitch that's kind of small, you have to really texture your service, meaning that he needs to put a little bit of spin on the ball, a little bit of backspin, so when it bounces, it's not going to roll forward and continue to roll out of bounds like it just did there. It's going to kind of slow up and allow Wilson Harris to get on the end of it, and so they're going to have to vary their services when they look to go over top, so that way they give Wilson Harris a chance to even get on the end. Here comes Louisville City in the attack. In the middle is Brian Ombi toward the left. He has to play it backward to Oscar Jimenez. Jimenez back to Ombi. Ombi back to Jimenez in the middle of the field. Actually, I beg your pardon. That is Tyler Gibson, I believe. Gibson back to Ombi. Forward to Wilson Harris at the top of the penalty area and a crowd of blue jerseys. It's a loose ball. Ombi came charging in. He had a touch, but it's a heavy touch from Ombi. It rolls all the way into the arms of the goalkeeper, Newton, inside of his six-yard box. And Ombi's trying to ask for a foul there, but he's the one that came in a little bit reckless, so I don't think that there was a foul, and the referee did a good job handling it. But I'm loving the energy and the aggression coming from Lucidity. They are sending numerous bodies forward, and they're constantly applying that pressure as we've been talking about this whole first 15 minutes of the game. 
Ball through for El Paso toward their starting forward, Lucho Solignac, but he was offside, so it is a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. We mentioned Solignac in the open. An Argentinian veteran in his 14th season as a professional, his second in El Paso. He's playing in his 48th game for El Paso Locomotive this evening. The fifth third free kick is taken. Louisville City trying to work it on the ground. They headed in the attacking half with Brian Ombi. A long ball toward the top of the formation with Wilson Harris is contested and ultimately won by El Paso. They play it back to their goalkeeper, Newton. A long ball from him toward midfield, headed forward by Tosh. Here comes Louisville City once again. It's Gonzalez in the attacking half. He has it knocked away from him. A ball on the air. Perez, Manny Perez, heads it down for Louisville City, but it's picked up by El Paso, and now they will try and work some possession. A ball on the ground down the far sideline into the attacking half for El Paso, picked up by Francois, their right winger. Francois dribbles around a defender into the penalty area, lays it off to a teammate. The shot comes through. It's well defended, blocked away by Wes Sharpie, and that block is cleared past the far sideline. It'll be a throw to El Paso here. Very nicely dealt with, both by Manny Perez and and I think it was Wes Sharpie there. Manny Perez shielding, was it, you said Francois there on the end to come inside. And then Francois did not have any options, so he had to lay it off. And Wes Sharpie did a good job of cutting off the angle on the shot to not really open up that near post. I believe it was ultimately Eric Calvillo that got the shot away for El Paso that was blocked by West Sharpie. Louisville City, after the restart, has won possession. They work it all the way backward into their defensive penalty area with Morton. Morton to the left center back tonight, who is Wes Sharpie. He's been a Swiss Army knife along the back line this season for Louisville City. And with a couple of players out tonight, including Josh Winder, he will line up there for this game. He plays it long down the far sideline, but overhits the pass. It's out of play. It'll be a throw to El Paso on the far side, their right, in their defensive half. We've played 16 minutes in this game. It's been pretty evenly played so far. Louisville City with the early portion of the game in which they were in control, but El Paso has had a couple of good chances themselves in the last few minutes, Casey. Yeah, it's definitely been an exciting game to watch. Both teams looking to play a very attractive style of soccer. They're both looking to possess and looking to attack on the dribble, and so it's made for an entertaining and attractive game. Gomez coming forward for El Paso. He was charging down the middle in the attacking half for El Paso Locomotive, but he had it taken away, cleared away by Louisville City. And then a ball forward from, I believe, Liam Rose, a long diagonal from him toward the far side with Francois chasing it. But Francois couldn't catch up to it, and had he caught up to it, he was offside anyway. So it's going to be a fifth-third free kick here to Louisville City. 16 and a half minutes into this scoreless game. That fifth third free kick taken by Sharpie. The left center back, he plays it on the, gr- on the ground to the right center back, Tosh. Across midfield now in, in the attacking end is Ray Serrano. On the near sideline is Manny Perez. They're just outside of the penalty area. Further fi- upfield is Serrano. He tries to whip in across. It was blocked by Liam Rose, and that block goes past the end line. It is a fifth, I uh, beg your pardon, a Vi-Fi corner kick to Louisville City FC. This time from the near side, their right. And Serrano looking to just bend that ball in between that back line and the goalkeeper. That's a very dangerous type of service. But El Paso did a great job defending it. I think Lou City is having a little bit more success in El Paso because of the numbers that they're willing to commit forward. Again, the corner kick for Louisville City coming from the near side. Their right two players are standing over it. Oscar Jimenez, who is tied with Brian Ombi for the all-time assist lead, ultimately he will take it. It'll be an in-swinger off of his left foot. The header comes down, but it's wide. I'm not sure who ultimately got their head on it for Louisville City. It was one of the big boys up from the back, either Tosh or Sharpie. Might have been Gonzalez up there as well, but a good delivery into the box from 
Oscar Jimenez. Ultimately, it was Wilson Harris who had the header, couldn't direct it on target. It's a goal kick to El Paso. Well, it was great movement from Wilson Harris. It looks like Gonzalez kind of put a pick on the defender for Wilson Harris to roll off of, and he was able to get the right contact. He was just facing a little bit too far square, so he hit the ball past the near post. If he's able to turn his shoulders a little bit closer towards goal, I think he's going to be able to get that one on frame. After the restart following the goal kick, it was a foul given against El Paso this time. And so it's a fifth-third free kick now to Louisville City in their attacking half in the middle of the field, maybe a good 25 yards outside of the penalty area for El Paso. It'll be Niall McCabe with freshly bleached blonde hair to take this free kick. He takes it now, sends it into the box. It's headed toward goal, and a good save at the post by Evan Newton. A good ball in from Niall McCabe, and it was Wilson Harris who once again connected with it. This time the header was on target, but Newton had it covered. And Wilson Harris having an immediate impact so far. That was a really good header. Newton was a little bit off of his line on that free kick, and so why not try to go over top of Newton? But Newton did a good job recovering, stepping back, and playing that one safe. I like that ball in, though, from Niall McCabe. Always spot on with his services, and we have to continue to find Wilson Harris because he just seems to kind of have an eye for goals so far this game. Wilson Harris, of course, with eight goals on this USL championship season. In the opposite penalty area, doing some defensive work for Louisville City, was the right center back, I believe, Tosh. He deflected a ball through that was hit by Gomez at the end line. Gomez was at the end line trying to square a ball in front of goal, but it was blocked behind. It's a corner kick for El Paso from the near side there left. Dylan Mayers, a 30-year-old from Zionsville, Indiana, will take it. It'll be an in-swinger off of his right foot. He raises his arm into the air, and here it comes. It's driven low on the ground to the near post towards Gomez. Actually, it's Solignac, and Solignac couldn't control it. It's off of his foot, out of play, a goal kick to Louisville City. A poorly worked corner kick routine there. A poor decision. They're looking to try to drive it into Solniak, and he's going to flick it on to the back post. Again, I talked about earlier how the corner kicks are going to vary in their services because there is not a whole lot of run-up, so players are not going to be able to send in the type of service that they would want to to be able to get it to the back post. So a lot of teams in these types of situations have to go for more cheeky corner kick plays. Goal kick to Louisville City, 20 minutes into this game, still no score. Kyle Morton, the capless Kyle Morton, takes that goal kick, sends it long into the opposition half, headed forward by a Louisville City player, I believe Ownby, but then the left center back, Andrew Fox, won it in the air for El Paso. He sent it forward, and then a foul is called against Louisville City. It's a free kick to El Paso. They take it on the ground in the attacking half, but they play it backwards. It's to the far side now with Francois. He dribbles backward into his defensive half, plays it backward to Fox, the left center back, and Fox under pressure has to play it into the defensive penalty area for El Paso to the goalkeeper, Newton. Newton, a ball into the air to the near sideline. Hines brings it down. Hines forward up to, that was Aaron Gomez, Gomez, in the middle of the center circle, goes down after he was shoved from behind. A foul called against Louisville once again. A free kick to El Paso. Gomez takes it quickly. It's sent long to the far side. Francois with it. He's dribbling in against Oscar Jimenez. Francois, a ball clipped to the back post. No one's on the end of it. It's just barely kept in by an El Paso player. The attack is still on. It's Hines outside of the box. Plays the ball in with his left foot, headed away by Sean Tosh. And that ball cleared off the head of Sean Tosh is picked up in the midfield by El Paso's Liam Rose. Rose plays it all the way backward to Yuma, and El Paso will recycle possession here. I love the ball in, though, by Francois. He does a good job of getting around Manny Perez. And when he gets in line, typically you see a player slot the ball back, but Francois scoops it to the back post. Unfortunate nobody was there for him. 
It was a chance for Louisville City off of a turnover. Wilson Harris alertly on a back pass picked it up, dribbled to the top of the box, but was halted there by a couple of defenders. He let fly with a shot. It was blocked. Here comes El Paso quickly the other way. A ball towards Solignac at the top of the box, but Morton off of his line for Louisville City slides in just in front of the feet of Lucho Solignac for El Paso to collect it. A lot of back-and-forth soccer. I think Wilson Harris needed to attack a little bit quicker on the dribble, go with that defender at speed, and then force the defender to have to stop you. And then on the other end, I think Wes Sharpie did a good job of shielding the attacking player for El Paso and Kyle Morton being alert, coming off of his line at the exact right time to sweep that one up. It is an end-to-end game, and in the current moment, they are in the El Paso end, Louisville City in the attack. On the near side, the right, it's Ray Serrano just in a yard or two from the near sideline. Plays it backward to Manny Perez, the right back in the attacking half. Back to Serrano on the near sideline, maybe 20 yards outside of the penalty area. Into the middle to Gonzalez, touches it back to Serrano. Now Serrano will switch the point of attack, plays it backward into the center circle to Sharpie. Now Sharpie to the left side, the far side with Oscar Jimenez. Defended well by Francois, and Francois forces a turnover. Here Cristiano Francois for El Paso charging forward on the far side just outside of the box clips the ball to the top of the box and on the volley Gomez had the hit a bouncing ball saved by Morton he did really well Kyle Morton to punch it up in the air and then caught the ball after that punch a great hit from uh, Aron Gomez for El Paso on the volley a chance for the hosts a really good volley there from Gomez a good ball in again from Francois he's doing really well on that right side getting him behind I do think that he sent the ball in just a little bit too early because he forced Gomez to have to take that volley at the top of the box if they can push that in about five more yards I think it's going to be a different story and I think Gomez is going to be able to put that one away. It was a very, very nice strike. Lucidi in the attack. A ball in from Ombi to the near post. Uh, beg your pardon, the back post from his perspective. And it's over hit over the head of the oncoming attacker. I believe it was Wilson Harris. It's out for a goal kick to El Paso. This is a terrific game so far. End to end, a great pace to it. Chances for both teams and both teams really looking to score. It's being played in a really good spirit this one tonight. Well, what I like is they're both playing very attractive styles of soccer. Neither team is trying to just hoof it long and run onto it. Neither team is really playing super physical and fouling. They're both playing possession style soccer. They're both moving the ball around and they're both looking to advance the ball up the field in that sort of manner and that's opening it up for a very nice appealing game. 24 and a half minutes gone, still no score, but chances of plenty for either side as a foul is called against Gomez of El Paso and Gomez has been booked. A world of beer yellow card, our first of the game, goes to Aron Gomez of El Paso Locomotive FC. So a fifth third free kick coming up for Louisville City. It'll be in the attacking half from Louisville's perspective in the middle of the field, a little bit toward the right, the near side. And it's going to be a good opportunity for Lucidity to continue to build. I don't think it's an opportunity for them to send the ball really in. I think they should look to continue to build. And when they do get the ball on the wings, they just have to be a little bit sharper with their their services into the box. A few times they're overhitting it to the back post. They have to really make sure that they pick out a player and that they're able to connect to that player's head. Louisville City takes that fifth third free kick following the foul in the world of beer yellow car. They take it on the ground backward with Sean Tosh. It's all the way back to the goalkeeper Morton at the top of the D of his penalty area. He plays it long with his right foot, but errantly it's out for an El Paso throw on the near side. They're left in their defensive half. They work it backward to their goalkeeper, Newton. Under pressure from Louisville City, who pushed numbers forward. It's to the far side with Yuma, the captain, the veteran center back from Spain. He plays it long forward, and that's where it's won by Louisville City. Tyler Gibson, just outside of the center circle, 
playing deep for Louisville City. He has it now. He's the last player back aside from the goalkeeper, and he's got the ball at his feet. Now to the left side in the defensive half still is Wes Sharpie. He dribbles forward toward the midfield stripe. He's across midfield now. Still hasn't been picked up by a defender. Drops it backward to Niall McCabe. Now Gibson, who has shown up on the far side at midfield. A 1-2 with Ownby back to Gibson. Now to McCabe in the middle, just outside of the center circle. Still working in the Louisville City half. Gibson, a ball in the air, trying to switch the point of attack to the near side with Sean Tosh, but under pressure from Solignac. He plays it back to Kyle Morton, and Morton plays it long with his left foot to the far sideline near midfield. That is where Oscar Jimenez tried to head it forward toward Brian Ownby, but that is cleaned up by Matt Bonner, the right back for El Paso, and he plays it back to the goalkeeper, Newton. Well, an interesting defense there from El Paso. At first, they'd almost drop off and allow Lou City to come forward, and it wasn't until Lou City turned around and played the ball back that then they pushed out of that defensive structure and started applying the pressure, and that put Lou City in a little bit of a frantic state, and it forced Lou City to turn the ball over. Here's an attack for El Paso. A ball into the box from Gomez on the near sideline. Nobody cleared the ball. It went all the way across the face of goal to the back post, and ultimately the left back for Louisville, Oscar Jimenez, elected to go for safety and played it behind for a corner kick. It just needed a finishing touch there from an El Paso foot. A great ball in from Gomez, but really, truly poor defending from Louisville City, I'd say, Casey. Very poor defending because they left Solniak wide open there in the middle and he puts his hands on his head because he realized that that's a missed opportunity for him. It was a nice ball in from Gomez. He plays it low driven around the back and both Tosh and Sharpie diving for it when they're not even staying with their marks. I think if Solniak were up on that back line, it would be a goal. The corner kick from El Paso comes from the far side. Mares takes it, an outswinger off of his right foot. It's headed up into the air by Wes Sharpie. Still outside of the box, Yuma has it for El Paso. He tries to play it in, but it's blocked out of play by Sharpie. It's a throw to El Paso on the near side. Their left, still in the attacking half, in toward the final third. It was Fox that was forward that actually had the cross in, the left center back for El Paso. It's out for a throw for them. Hines, the left back, takes it in to Solignac. Back to Hines, now back to Solignac on the near sideline. He plays a ball in the air to the far side. This is Yuma who's come forward. Yuma to the far sideline now with Francois. He's been the danger man so far tonight, but a great sliding challenge from Brian Ombi to get it away from Francois, but still El Paso in possession. On the far side is the right back, Bonner. Bonner drops it off to Francois. Back to Bonner on the overlap at the inline. Whips in across to the top of the six-yard box, headed behind by Sharpie. It's another corner kick to El Paso here. And El Paso's looking really strong in these last few minutes. The game started in favor of Lou City, and they were really the ones that were generating the most chances. But lately, El Paso's been stringing together quite a few passes, and they look really confident in the ball, too. They're moving the ball nicely, playing one-two touch passes, and really getting down those wings, and that's where they're finding the majority of their success. So a corner kick here, 29 minutes into this game from the far side. It's a scoreless one. It's an outswinger off the foot of Mares into the six-yard box, headed high up into the air. It'll be kept in play on the near sideline by Yuma. He's defended by Manny Perez. Plays it through to Gomez on the overlap, but Gomez was offside, a frustrating one from an El Paso perspective. Offside against them, the flag goes up, and it'll be a fifth-third free kick for Louisville City, and it's good for Louisville City because they can breathe a little bit here. They've been under pressure the last last four or five minutes. It's going to allow Lou City the chance to take a deep breath, get set in their offense, but a good idea from El Paso. Gomez just not on the same page, being a little bit lazy, getting back on sides, and he has to be careful because after that play, he kicked the ball away, which the ref then had to have a talking to him because he is already on a yellow card, and doing things like that is going to 
really aggravate the referee and could lead to a second yellow card. Another ball into the box from El Paso, defended this time by Sean Tosh, who heads it behind. It'll be another corner kick for the hosts. El Paso locomotive here. It'll come 30 minutes into the game from the far side. They're right once again. They are knocking on the door to try and take the lead here against Louisville City in this cross-conference clash. Mares to take it once again. It'll be an outswinger off of his right foot as... Kyle Morton tries to organize his defense in front of him. Here it comes. It's toward the top of the six-yard box. It's headed down, and Morton, diving to his left, keeps it in play and makes the stop there for Louisville City. It was not really a shot on frame from the header, just a ball down, but Morton picked it up. Well, it's headed down into space where there were some El Paso players, and Morton did a good job to come out and cover it completely. Loose City has to ride this wave. They have to continue to get those numbers forward and be a little bit more solid and confident in their possession. Manny Perez had about a 40-yard run for Louisville City on the right side, the right back. He was in the attacking half, and he was fouled from behind. Hines, who's already on, I beg your pardon, no, he's not. That uh, Gomez is on a yellow card. Hines not on a yellow card. I got ahead of myself there. But Hines took Perez down. It's a fifth-third free kick after that foul to Louisville City in a dangerous position. It's just outside of the penalty area on the near side, the right outside of the penalty area by about four or five yards. And this will be a really good opportunity, Casey, for Louisville to whip in a ball and generate a set-piece chance. It's a play where they're going to be able to run a more traditional corner kick because it's in a little bit, and so it's going to allow a better run-up onto the ball. So I would look for a service to the back post, trying to find Sean Tosh, and then he's going to head it down back across the goal frame. But you've got two of the best crossers in the league over the ball right now in McCabe and Jimenez. Niall McCabe for Louisville City, along with Jimenez. McCabe so far this season with uh, four assists, but it's Jimenez who takes it. It comes in. I beg your pardon. It might have been McCabe who took it, and it's overhit over everyone's head, uh, and it rolls past the far sideline. It's out for an El Paso throw. Not the chance that Louisville City wanted to work up there, Casey. They didn't get a chance on target. Not at all. It was not a good service at all. McCabe got underneath it too much and lifted it too far. You have to almost drive the ball a little bit there because you need it to stay a little bit lower instead of lofting it in, and so didn't even give Lou City players a chance to get on the end of it. A poor set piece 13 minutes to go plus stoppage time in this first half it's been a good one so far evenly played four shots apiece to this point three of those on target between these two teams El Paso and Louisville City it's with El Paso in their penalty area with Newton their goalkeeper a few numbers forward in white shirts for Louisville applying some pressure Cristiano Francois dropping back. He plays it backward to Yuma just at the top of the El Paso box. Yuma a ball on the ground to his center back mate Fox. Fox into the middle to Rose. Rose back to Fox. Now back to Rose as he tries to dribble forward. Into the middle now with Dylan Mayers. Mayers to the near sideline. And actually, this is Mayers dribbling forward. He tries to play it to Gomez. Now Gomez has it knocked off of his feet. It's Calvillo, Eric Calvillo in the midfield for El Paso. Backward to Fox in the El Paso half now, and back to the goalkeeper, Newton, at the top of the D of the El Paso penalty area. Newton, a right-footed ball, a lifted ball to the near side, to Hines, the left back, a good combination from Hines and Mayers. Hines through on the near sideline into the Louisville half, a collision with Sean Tosh, 
And the ball sent out of play. It'll be a goal kick. The ball went past the end line. Hines with the last touch. It's a goal kick to Louisville City. And that's just really good shoulder-to-shoulder contact there with Sean Tosh and Hines. I don't think there was any foul. And Hines played the ball a little bit too far in front of him, so the referee recognizes that Hines is probably not going to be able to get on the end of that, so there's really no need for the foul. But really good possession from El Paso there. Louisville City almost looks like they're chasing the ball a little bit. They're not being able to get set in their defensive structure, and they're not able to channel El Paso into where they have a numbers-up situation. So El Paso kind of has free reign to move the ball around and that's allowing them to break down Lou City in the middle of the field and advance up the field. Lou City, after that goal kick, trying to advance up the field themselves. Serrano with a clipped ball forward looking for Gonzalez, but it was not on target toward Gonzalez. It's out of play. A throw to El Paso on the near side. They're left in their defensive half. Hines takes it into the middle to Rose. Rose has it clipped off of his feet by a Louisville City midfielder, I believe maybe McCabe. It's out for another throw to El Paso. This time they take it into the middle. Calvillo down to Yuma along the back line. Across midfield into the attack now with Francois standing just on the midfield stripe on the far side, El Paso's right. Into the middle now, Calvillo. He's taken down from behind. It was Tyler Gibson who had the challenge. I beg your pardon, might have been Wes Sherpy who had the challenge. Calvillo down in a heap, and it'll be a free kick after that foul to El Paso. About a yard past midfield in their attacking half, the Louisville City half. It was Sharpie that committed the foul, and the referee has a discussion with him. Perhaps a final warning. No card here, but maybe a final warning to Sharpie for Louisville. And that's very good officiating. You always want to have a word with the player. Give them the warning. That way you can manage the game and stay in control of the game. But really a silly foul from Sharpie there. There was no need to run over the player there. He has his back to the goal or the, where the direction he wants to go. Ha- keep him facing there. Channel him outside. Use the sideline to help you out and have your teammates support you in cutting off the passing lanes. Ball in from the left back, Hines, into the penalty area. The flag uh, stays down. Francois with a ripped effort and Morton with the save. And it's the save is ricochets off the hands of Morton past the end line. It's out of play. And I believe now the flag has finally gone up belatedly. Everyone paused for a moment on the ball in because they thought that I believe Solignac was in an offside position, and ultimately that call was made. It's a fifth-third free kick here to Louisville City in their penalty area. Well, and what El Paso is arguing is, yes, Solignac was offsides, but Francois was not, and so the ball was coming in, and Solignac goes for it, and since he makes a play on the ball, that's why the ref raises his flag, even though he didn't get the ball, and so Francois, though, staying really engaged in the game, picks the ball up because he knows he is onside and tries to go at that back line, but not sure if Solniak made a really good effort on the ball or if it should have been. It just comes to the discretion of the referee in that situation. Yeah, it's certainly one of those calls that you can see uh, both sides of. But let's talk about Francois for a moment. It's a throw to El Paso here on the far side. They're right in their defensive half. Cristiano Francois, he's 28 years old out of Haiti, moved to the United States back in 2010 following the Haitian earthquake, you may remember, from that year. He's been a professional ever since, and he's been terrific so far tonight for El Paso. He's really looked like the most dangerous player on the field in my eyes, Casey, although he is offside here. The flag goes up against Francois on a ball forward toward him, so it'll be a fifth-third free kick here to Louisville City with 36 and a half minutes on the clock counting upward. 
I would agree with you. He does such a good job of being involved in the play. He's making space on that wing. He's picking the ball up, and then he's attacking on the dribble. And one thing that I like that he does is when he's attacking on the dribble at speed, he's constantly looking up to find his teammates in the middle of the box, and he's a very unselfish player in that he's sending in really nice crosses for his teammates. He's definitely been one of the better attackers on the field. Here comes Louisville City from the far side there left, just outside of the box, a ball whipped in by Jorge Gonzalez. Wilson Harris was the target in the middle of the penalty area, but it's the pass was off target. It goes out of play on the near sideline. It's a throw to El Paso deep in their defensive end, and Louisville City will press forward here and try and win a turnover. The left back Nick Hines will take it for El Paso. He's standing about eight yards past the corner flag in on the near sideline. Hines takes it. It's back to Hines. He clips the ball into the box. And that is where Bonner, the right back, heads it into the arms of Evan Newton, the goalkeeper. Newton throws it forward. Good distribution. It is Calvillo uh, dribbling forward. He's into the attacking half. A ball forward towards Solignac, headed by Manny Perez. Solignac with a second shot at it, but it's picked up by Sean Tosh. Touches it over to Manny Perez, who makes an oncoming El Paso player look silly. Just dribbles right around him. The El Paso player hit the deck, went to the floor, went to the ground, and Louisville City continues forward with the ball at their feet. In the center circle was Brian Ombi, who's dropped back. Back to... Oscar Jimenez, now Tyler Gibson into the center circle once again is Ombi. He dribbles across midfield into the attack. A ball to the near side. Manny Perez working his way toward the penalty area. Perez to the top of the box with Niall McCabe. Tries to touch it forward to Harris. Cleared away by El Paso. That clearance goes past midfield where it's picked up by Sean Tosh. And I think Manny Perez, again, he goes to play that ball into Wilson Harris. They make eye contact, and he puts his head down to play it, and then all of a sudden the last minute changes his mind and plays it short. And so then it puts Wilson Harris in an offside position. I think Manny Perez just needs to pull the trigger on that one and send it in and give Harris a chance. Ball to the back post from McCabe. Gonzalez a header towards goal. It was blocked on its way through. Gonzalez had a second chance to find the ball. Couldn't get there, and the defensive work done by Yuma, the veteran, the captain for El Paso. Good work from him, El Paso. So comes out of that situation with possession. But a great ball through. I believe Manny Perez sprung Niall McCabe down the near sideline, got him, got it to him on the inline, and McCabe put in a good ball into the box for the chance on goal there for Gonzalez, Casey. It was a really good service in from McCabe to Gonzalez. I think Gonzalez needs to find a little bit more of the ball in the middle of the field. He's doing good making runs inside the box, but I think Lucidi could benefit from some of his creativity in, in the, around that middle part of the field between this inner circle and the 18-yard box. Five and a half minutes to go plus stoppage time. Still no score in this game in West Texas and El Paso, Texas between Louisville City and El Paso Locomotive. The Locos, as they call them in El Paso, with possession in the middle of the field in the center circle. A ball whipped to the near sideline with Nick Hines. He's got time and space to pick out a pass and a good one into the box at the top of the six-yard box. Sliding in was Solignac, and he just quite couldn't get there. It's just an inch past his toe, and it goes out of play. It's a goal kick to Louisville City. But Casey there, Nick Hines, with all kinds of time to pick out a great ball into the box, and he nearly found one to open the scoring. Louisville City's got to pick up that gap there. They have to stay tighter with their marks defensively. Hines should not have that much time to be able to pick his head up, so much so that it forced Solignac to be off sides because Hines had so much time that he almost took too much time on the ball to play that. But Lou City has got to be stronger defensively. They started out really well, and these last few minutes, as El Paso has picked up their possession, Lou City's defense has kind of gone downhill. Good catch on the offside flag. I hadn't seen that. Fifth third free kick resulting after that offside to Louisville City. And as they try and play it forward, they play it out of play on the far sideline just past 
John Hutchinson, the Australian head coach for El Paso on the El Paso bench. It's a throw to El Paso. That throw quickly won by Louisville City. Brian Ombi dribbling forward, but Ombi loses out in possession. El Paso trying to come forward. They can't connect a pass, and it's picked up by Tyler Gibson in the middle in the Louisville half, near midfield by about 10 yards. He works his way into the middle at the center circle. It's still with Gibson after a pass back from Tosh. Now to the far sideline, the left center back, Wes Sharpie. Back to Gibson, who's dropped back almost like a third center back for the moment. Louisville City working their way backward here. It's all the way back into their defensive penalty area with the goalkeeper, Kyle Morton. We've got about four minutes to go, plus stoppage time in this scoreless game. Gibson in the middle. Louisville City now breaking through the pressure into the attacking half. It's Ownby on the far side, the left, dribbling into the penalty area. Ownby a ball to the top of the box to no one in particular, and it's cleared away easily there by, I believe, Liam Rose of El Paso. Ownby's got to do better there. He had time and space himself to pick out a pass there, Casey. Really uncharacteristic of Brian Ownby there. It's almost as if he picks the ball up and then just sends in this aimless cross. He had so much time. He could have dribbled into the space and had a shot himself, but Brian Omi just sending a ball in aimlessly. Lucity has got to be sharper in their attack. They haven't been able to get as many chances as I think they would have hoped, so they have to be a little bit sharper when they do have the opportunity to build out of the back and get into the final third. We've got three minutes to go plus stoppage time. Here comes Louisville City. This game with a great pace. In the attacking half in the penalty area on the end line was Manny Perez. He tried to whip a ball across the face of goal but just got under it. In fact, lost his footing it looked like and slid past the end line. Got well underneath the ball. It was high in the air. Nowhere near any player in white making a run toward the mouth of goal. And it's out of play on the far side for an El Paso throw. But uh, just in general, Casey, this game... It's got a great pace. Both teams really going for it. Both teams able to connect passes for long stretches. It's been an attractive game to watch. No score to show for it, though. It has been a fun game to watch, and I think both teams have kind of let down a little bit in the final third, and that would be the area for both teams that I think it needs to be a little bit better. But both teams looking to possess the ball really nicely. They're moving the ball around the field. They're pushing numbers into the attack. And so I think overall, one of the better games collectively that we've seen so far. Injured player for El Paso is the left back, Nick Hines. He's down on his backside inside the El Paso penalty area. The training staff has come on for El Paso Locomotive with two minutes plus stoppage time to go. Gives us the opportunity to look at some of the stats of this entertaining first half. It's been entertaining and it's been evenly played. Almost nothing to separate these two teams. They've each had five shots. They've each had two shots on target. Possession almost perfectly evenly split. El Paso with the slightest advantage at 50.5%. And in terms of corner kicks... El Paso does have the slight advantage there. They've had five corners so far tonight. Louisville City with just two. But Casey, really nothing on the stat sheet to tell these two teams apart. That's how evenly played this game has been. Well, I think we kind of knew that coming in because both of these teams are two of the leading possession teams in the USL. So it was either going to be a really nice battle of possession or it was going to be completely disrupted and it was just kind of more of a back-and-forth long ball game. But I've been very pleased with how this game has turned out and how both teams are very committed to playing their style of soccer. 
Hines has been helped off the field after that injury situation. We will now have that throw from the far side. Matt Bonner takes it for El Paso, but it's quickly won by Louisville City. In the middle now is Niall McCabe in the attacking half. He plays the ball with his right foot to the near side in the middle, Manny Perez. He's got time and space to dribble forward. A 20-yard run from Perez now to the near sideline with Ray Serrano. Serrano, a ball into the box over the head of Wilson Harris, headed down by a defender for El Paso. It was Bonner. Ombi nearly had a chance to find the ball, but he'll watch it roll out of play for a throw on the far side of the Louisville. City left. Ombi takes the throw into McCabe. McCabe on the end line. A ball with his left foot and he overhit it and couldn't even keep it in play. It's over the goal and out of play for a goal kick to El Paso to end that threat for Louisville City as Nick Hines the player that was injured for El Paso has now returned to play on the field. We are moving in to stoppage time at the end of this first half. Stoppage time is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport and the referee has added a minimum of one minute to this half. So one minute to go in this scoreless game in this first half. Louisville City at El Paso. A long ball for El Paso. It's too long. It's caught on the bounce by Kyle Morton at the top of his penalty area. Louisville City's goalkeeper. It's almost as if both teams are using that long ball is almost a relief from the pressure that both teams are applying to each other. I don't think either team has been able to figure out the right weight on the ball and that comes down to just the field is a little bit smaller and so they're going to have to take a little bit off the service and we're seeing that quite a bit on the crosses especially for Lou City over hitting majority of their crosses because they're used to having to send a little bit bigger ball in so they're going to have to work that out at halftime see if they can take a little bit off of it or drive the ball across the goal face a little bit better. El Paso with a throw in their attack half and they'll have to take it quickly if they want to generate a final chance of this first half we've got about five seconds in the minimum minute to be added to this game and after the throw is taken the referee does blow his whistle immediately to end what was a very entertaining and a very pleasing on the eye first half though there is no score no score rather to show for it. Louisville City on the road in El Paso Texas we move to the halftime break with the score Louisville City nothing El Paso locomotive nothing halftime to come we will dissect that first half talk about racing Louisville and their result last night as well a lot to come on the halftime uh, report. So go, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer here on ESPN Louisville. Imagine your bright career when you join the UofL health team. Now imagine receiving free tuition to the University of Louisville. At UofL Health, we believe in investing in you and the power of education. So now your UofL health family has college tuition covered for all employees and their families. Just imagine the possibilities. For details, visit uoflhealth.org slash imagine. That's the power of you. It's time to hit the road in a new Toyota RAV4 with more electrified vehicles than anyone else. At an EPA-estimated 40 MPG, the electrified RAV4 hybrid can save you over $4,000 in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Now through August 1st, during Toyota's electrified summer, get low 1.9 APR financing on a new 22 RAV4 with approved credit through TFS. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. That boy of mine, he sure does take after me. I love football, he loves football. I put ketchup on my eggs, he puts ketchup on his. I didn't wear my seatbelt, neither did he. So nothing's going to be the same ever again. So please, show your kids what a good driver does. Buckle up and put your phone down. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. 
From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. You're listening to the Louisville City FC Halftime Report. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. The halftime score in the desert in West Texas. It's Louisville City nothing, El Paso Locomotive FC nothing. That halftime score is presented by the by Serve Pro Floyd County, the official restoration partner of Louisville City FC. Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield here with you on ESPN Louisville. Spencer Brown keeping us on air uh, so very well on a night that has needed his uh, his skills back there in the control room. Uh, Casey, Louisville City, it was a well-played first half for both teams. As we said a couple of times during the course of play, an entertaining and attractive style of play that this game has had, a good pace to it. Both teams really going for it, really trying to score, playing in an honest sort of uh, genuine way about themselves. Neither team trying to muck it up and make it ugly. Both teams really going for it. But the quality of chances for Louisville City wasn't quite there and seemingly time and time and time again, it was because that final ball into the box just didn't have that quality. I can think of a couple of chances where Niall McCabe just overhit a cross into the box, couldn't find anybody. Louisville City did have a couple of good chances, namely some headers from Wilson Harris, one of which was on target, forcing a save from Evan Newton. But the quality of that final ball into the box, I think, has to improve for Louisville City if they're able to find a goal in this game. I couldn't agree more. I think overall, possession-wise, they've looked good. Build-up, they've looked good. When they get to the final third, that's where they're a little shaky. And I think defensively, they've been a little bit shaky too. But a lot of credit needs to be given to El Paso. Like I said, during the game, we knew that it was going to be a very possession-heavy game. And that's exactly kind of what we're seeing both teams very, very good in their buildup, but both teams struggling when it's coming to capitalizing on those chances. I do think El Paso has had the better of them. And Lou City, like you said, the services, it's just not there yet. They're overhitting them. And so I'm wondering if Danny Cruz at halftime is going to talk to them a little bit more about sending in more driven services or sending in some lower crosses that we've seen El Paso do and have a little bit of success on. You touched on the back line. That was one of the big stories coming into this game, the injury situation, the player availability situation for Louisville City. Three players that feature regularly on the back line, two of which are normal starters, Amadou Dia and Josh Winder, unavailable for this game. Dia and Winder have each started 16 games between them. Throw into the fact that Ian Solaire, a reserve center back, is also unavailable tonight because of a foot injury. He's appeared in nine games. Three of those have been starts. And Louisville City is a little bit shorthanded along that back line. It's kind of a makeshift look. They've got Manny Perez on the the right. They've got Oscar Jimenez making just his eighth appearance of the season, his third start of the season along the left. Tosh and Sharpie in the middle, and not much depth behind them on the bench. Jan Eric Leinhos is the only player available off the bench that is listed as a defender, nominally a defender. He's really a left back. We might see him, but it seems like this back line is what Danny Cruz, the head coach for Louisville City, is going to have to see going forward. Uh, what do you think needs to change? What, what was your assessment of how they played in that first half in general? 
I think they started off strong, but then there was just a little bit of disorganization. I think uh, Francois, which is completely dominating that right side, and Oscar Jimenez has got to figure out how he's going to contain him, whether he drops back a little bit and maybe doesn't push forward every single time, or they're going to have to figure that out because he was really dominating that right side for El Paso. But I just really feel like there was some miscommunications, a little bit disjointed. Wes Sharpie, yes, he's been playing, but he's been playing on a wing. And so a few times him and Sean Tosh making the exact same defensive run and leaving the opposite side of that center back wide open. And so they're going to have to figure out how they're going to hold, being aware of those runners, making sure that they're understanding where the El Paso attacking players are and how they're going to best channel them to stay out wide or to play the ball backwards. And so it's going to be a little bit of work. And like you said, there's not much depth there. And so a huge question mark for Danny Cruz on what is he going to do if he has to make some substitutions there? What are we, who are we going to see? What's going to change? One note about the bench. Uh, This note may not play much of a factor in terms of on the field, but it's worth bringing up for the Louisville city faithful Elijah Winder. That's Josh Winder's older brother, is available off the bench after being recalled a couple of weeks back from his loan out in Colorado at the USL League One level. I beg your pardon, not Colorado. He was out in Arizona with FC Tucson uh, down a league. He has been recalled, and he is available on the bench tonight for the first time this season. He's a player that was injured at a youth event uh, about a year ago, a really scary injury for him, a player with so much promise, was the first player out of the Louisville City Academy signed to a senior spot on the Louisville City first team. So good to see him back with Louisville City. Good to see him healthy. Good to see him available tonight. He may have to play a factor, but it's not expected this evening for Elijah Winder. And one other note before we go to break. If you've been paying attention to Louisville City on social media, you'll know that there is a kit reveal going on tonight down at Gold Bar in Butchertown on Story Avenue. The new alternate third jersey for Louisville City is being revealed during this halftime break. We will give you updates on that if we see any pictures uh, on social media. There's a lot of excitement about it, Casey. I'm actually watching the video right now for it, and they are sharp looking. Oh, man. That's so, exciting. Everybody loves a good alternate third kit. I love a good all black kit, too. I'm all about the all black look, and it is nice. So if you haven't seen it, you should definitely go to Twitter. They've just tweeted out a little video revealing the kit, and it's nice. And those are going to be available tonight at the Lou City Shop, the Lou City Team Store, and online at lucity.com. You're not going to want to miss those. Lucity will be wearing them throughout the rest of this season. The new black alternate jerseys being revealed tonight. The score at the half in West Texas, it is scoreless. Louisville City 0, El Paso Locomotive 0. Last night, it was another difficult one for racing Louisville. They go down in defeat yet again. Their winless streak rolls on. We'll talk about it. We'll dissect it when we return. Again, it's halftime in El Paso, scoreless between Louisville City and El Paso Locomotive, and you're listening to it here on ESPN Louisville. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drake responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. 
Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. Welcome back once again. The Serve Pro Floyd County halftime score is 0-0 between Louisville City and El Paso Locomotive. That halftime score presented by Serve Pro Floyd County, the official restoration partner of Louisville City FC. The score last night at Lynn Family Stadium, not a very pleasant one. If you're a fan of Louisville professional soccer, racing Louisville goes down in defeat last night by a final score of 2-1 to to the Portland Thorns. And Casey Whitfield, once again, just simply a frustrating night at the office for racing Louisville. The winless streak goes on. It's up to eight games now for the ladies in Lavender. It's another night where they played well. There are a lot of positive things you can take away. They generated some great chances, but Bella Bixby in goal for Portland made some great saves, particularly down the stretch in the second half to keep racing Louisville at bay, and they go down in defeat once again. It was really a showcase of goalkeepers at one point because both keepers were making phenomenal saves to keep their team level in this one. Again, just comes down to putting away your chances racing had opportunities to put the ball in the back of the net and they just couldn't capitalize on it the ball just couldn't bounce their way and then the way that they conceded that second goal off a rebound just completely unlucky it's just been frustrating because they do so well they completely contained Portland's attack. Portland has some very strong attacking players, and I think Racing did a very good job of containing them and limiting their chances. But then it comes down to those little errors. They have one or two errors, and that's what costs them the game. So it's just figuring out how can they limit those costly errors so that the mistakes they do make don't lead to them conceding a goal. And then on the other end of the field, capitalizing on their chances you have to put the ball away you have to be more clinical in the final third well it started off poorly you talk about the mistakes that were made giving up the goals it started off poorly for racing louisville sophia smith scored within the first 10 minutes of the game for portland uh she scored seven minutes into the game in fact that really just put them behind the eight ball a phenomenal goal truly a special goal for alex chidiak to even it up and then an unfortunate goal for racing louisville uh, to go behind 2-1. to one. Let's take our final time out. The two teams are preparing to begin the second half. When we return, we will have that second half for you. It's Louisville City at 
El Paso. It's scoreless. We're looking for a goal, looking for a winner when we return here on ESPN Louisville. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's time to hit the road in a new Toyota Camry with more electrified vehicles than anyone else. Like the electrified Camry Hybrid. At an EPA-estimated 52 MPG, you can save $6,500 in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Now through August 1st, during Toyota's electrified summer, get low 1.9 APR financing on a new 22 Camry with approved credit through TFS. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. As a sponsor of Loose City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, loudest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... And when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. At UofL Health Urgent Care Plus, the plus makes all the difference. You get convenient, world-renowned care that's backed by a network of academic expertise. Less wait time, plus more advanced technology. Compassionate care, plus no appointment necessary. It all adds up to a smart choice for the best care close by. So don't put your health on hold. That's the power of you. Visit uoflhealth.org. The second half is underway in El Paso. They've played about 30 seconds of the second half, and there is one substitution that we can report to you for the hosts. Ander Egeluz, a 23-year-old midfielder from Spain, has come on for the Locos for his 10th appearance of the season. That substitution brought to you by MHS. We'll get exactly who he came in for to you in just a moment. We will switch ends in this second half. Louisville City will be attacking the goal to the left. El Paso attacking the goal to the right. And that, Casey Whitfield, could be significant because, as we said, this is a baseball field at Southwestern University Park. And Louisville City will now be attacking the part of the field that doesn't have that makeshift infield coverage. So it'll be a cleaner surface for them to play on. It'll be a corner kick right off the bat here for Louisville City. A Wi-Fi corner, an in-swinger off the right foot of Niall McKay, but comes into the back post towards Jorge Gonzalez. It's hit up into the air, and it's caught easily by the goalkeeper for El Paso, Evan Newton. But the switching of ends, Casey, that could be a big factor in the second half. Well, we noticed that in Memphis, too, when they switched ends, Loose City's game switched on because they were able to play that cleaner possession-style soccer in the final third of the field and so it allowed them to be able to move the ball better and so I'm expecting that to happen in this second half as well they'll have a cleaner attack and that's going to help them in that final third again the team's very even in terms of statistics in that first half six shots apiece 
Three of them on target for El Paso, two on target for Louisville City. El Paso in the attack after that corner kick, resulting in a catch for Evan Newton. They've got it in the attacking end to El Paso on the far side. It is our own Gomez on the far side, just outside of the penalty area. He drops it off to Matt Bonner, the left back, or the right back, but rather, who has gotten well forward. It is now along the back line with Yuma, the captain, just in the attacking side of things. He plays it forward. Good combination for El Paso. They're threatening the penalty area on the far side. And nearly a cross came in, but a great sliding challenge there from Manny Perez to send it out of play for Louisville City. It'll be a throw to El Paso on the far side there left in the attacking final third. Manny Perez has just had a really good couple few games coming back from his injury. His timing has been very good on his challenges, and that's allowed him to escape them cleanly without having to get any fouls or any yellow cards. El Paso in possession. They've got it with Yuma, the left center back, at midfield on the midfield stripe. He plays it forward to Egaluz. Egaluz now a ball to the near side to Francois, who's running forward, trying to keep it in play. But the flag goes up once again against Cristiano Francois, and Louisville City will get out of trouble here with a fifth-third free kick. That fifth-third free kick will come in the middle of the field, a little bit to the far side, the right. It'll be taken by Sean Tosh, the right center back. He plays it on the ground backward to Kyle Morton. Morton now to the left center back, Wes Sharpie, just outside of the Louisville box. Sharpie under some pressure from Lucho Solignac, the center forward for El Paso. It's Morton, now Tosh, the right center back, still just knocking it around the back end here. And El Paso, happy to see them do it. Not a ton of pressure from them. Sharpie finally picks up his head, plays a long ball forward toward Brian Ombi. It was nearly headed on for him by Bonner, the right back of El Paso. But Newton, alert to it, able to come up and collect it in goal for the locomotive. Ombi was nearly in there, Casey. Well, and I think it's the header from the El Paso defender that really saved them there because if he does not get his head on it, Brian Ombi is going to be on the end of it. So it's that additional touch that allowed the ball to make it cleanly back to the keeper. Here comes El Paso through the middle. Once again, it's Ender Egeluz, the substitute who's come on. He leaves it on the far side for Andrew Fox, who's playing well forward. Fox into the box to Solignac. He drops it off to Calvillo, and Calvillo with the shot from about 25 yards. It was hit with very little pace, low on the ground, and it's an easy save for Kyle Morton. Morton up and throwing quickly. Into the attacking half is Louisville City with Ray Serrano on the far side, the right. He's just outside of the penalty area on the far sideline, dribbling in against the defender. Serrano's ball in, and it was right at goal, and Newton had to make a catch on the goal line. I'm not sure if Serrano intended for that to be a shot, but it had Newton worried. He had to make a stop there. And Serrano trying to sneak that one in. I really don't think he meant for that to be a shot, but those are sometimes the trickiest goals because the keeper is also expecting it to be more of a cross, so sometimes you'll catch them off their line a little bit. But Newton did a good job of stepping back and keeping that one out of the goal. But I like the look from Ray Serrano looking to kind of push it ever so closer to Newton to make Newton have to decide should he step out or should he stay on his line, but just has to again be sharper, have to pick out your player. Again, Newton, the all-time leader in the USL championship in its history in both saves and shutouts. Here comes Louisville City in the attack just outside of the box. Now into the box with Serrano. He puts a ball into the six-yard box towards Harris. It's steered away by a defender. That was Yuma. It's behind for a Vi-Fi corner kick to Louisville City. It'll come from the far side. They're right, but good quick movement there from Louisville City, moving the ball from left to right. Ultimately, it was a ball in from Serrano towards Harris. And a really good type of service, that low-driven ball, but 
between the back line of the goalkeeper forces the defender to have to make a play on the ball. And oftentimes those plays can either go a little bit haywire and they can end up in the back of the net because the defender has to make a last-ditch effort or the attacking player is going to get on the end of it. So I like that type of service from Ray Serrano. They played six minutes in this second half. Here's the Vi-Fi corner kick. It's on the ground and it's a goal. It is Jorge Gonzalez who taps it in. It was such a well-worked corner kick for Louisville City. It was a ball driven on the ground by Niall McCabe from the far side and a curling run from Jorge Gonzalez to meet the ball with the first time hit. It was a low driven shot through traffic. Newton couldn't see it until very late and it rolls past him across the goal line into the back of the net and Gonzalez has struck for Louisville City. The hosts are behind. El Paso trails Louisville in front on the road in West Texas. It's Louisville City 1, El Paso nothing with about seven minutes gone by in the second half. And that ball had eyes on it because it probably went through four or five El Paso defenders. It's a really, really, really nice run from Jorge Gonzalez. He starts on the backside of Brian Omi, and Brian Omi just kind of stands there and shields the player. And Jorge Gonzalez runs off of his shoulder, forcing his defender to have to take a little bit longer route. It's almost like a basketball pick there. So he ends up getting the ball wide open and just slots it to the back post. Newton didn't stand a chance because there were so many defenders in the way that by the time he saw it, the ball was already hitting the the back of the net. So I think that movement off the ball that Jorge Gonzalez just made is going to have to be our Toyota move of the match tonight. Toyota, let's go places. It is also presented by the Kentucky Lottery, as all Louisville City goals are. The Kentucky Lottery Fueling Imagination, Funding Education, Kentucky Lottery. It's Gonzalez's third goal of the season for the Spaniard at 23 years of age. And what a goal it was to put Louisville City in front here in this cross-conference clash. They're looking to extend a six-game unbeaten run, and they have this edge with just under 40 minutes to go, about 37 minutes to go now. In fact, Louisville City in front, one to nothing. El Paso trying to answer. It's a ball through for them towards Solignac. He may have been offside, but he can't catch up to the ball anyway, and Kyle Morton clears upfield and out of play on the near side, the right for El Paso. It'll be a throw in their defensive half. And all the Lucidity defenders kind of complaining on that one because they did not raise the flag, even though he was offside. He was making a run on the ball, so it forced Morton to have to play a quick clearance instead of allowing them to really set possession up and ultimately turn the ball over to El Paso. So a little bit of frustration there from the back line of Lucidity. It's El Paso with the ball at midfield. Fox, the left center back with it to the far sideline. That is where Hines comes upfield. It's a good combination. Hines is through. Actually, I beg your pardon. That is Gomez who was making the run through, but he was well defended by Manny Perez who just saw him off the ball and Louisville City comes away with the ball. Here they come forward. Oscar Jimenez getting forward into the attacking half. A ball through to Brian Ownby. Ownby has the shot. It's saved by Newton and cleared away off the rebound by a defender. It was Yuma. I beg your pardon. It was... Uh, Egeluz out behind for a Vi-Fi corner kick to Louisville City, but Louisville threatening to go up two here. Casey, Brian Ombi with the run behind and the shot forced to save from Newton. It was a really nice through ball there. I believe it was Manny Perez that played that ball through. And Oscar, or, or I'm sorry, excuse me, Brian Ombi makes a great run in behind, but incredible goalkeeping from Newton, though. He came out and made himself really, really big, which forced Brian Ombi to have to take a quick shot to look to chip him, but great goalkeeping from Evan Newton. Five-fight corner kick. It is an in-swinger off the right foot of Niall McCabe on the near side. He plays it to the back post. It's headed down, knocked away by El Paso. Francois 
Shaw picks it up trying to dribble and jumpstart the attack, but he runs into a crowd of white shirts and Louisville City takes it back. They're in the attacking half. Still Louisville with the ball on the near sideline. Niall McCabe plays it through to the top of the box with... Jorge Gonzalez. Gonzalez chops the ball back into the penalty area towards Wilson Harris, but Harris was offside. The flag goes up against him. It's a free kick here to El Paso in their penalty area. It comes 55 and a half minutes into this game. Louisville City in front thanks to the Jorge Gonzalez goal just a few minutes ago from the corner kick. And I think since that goal, Lucity has had a different pep in their step offensively. They're looking a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more energetic offensively. And so you got to imagine that they're going to be looking to get that second one. El Paso has to make sure that they weather this storm and kind of get back to what they are, what's their tried and true. And that's their possession. They have to do a better job of building through the middle of the field. It's a throw to Louisville City from the far side there, uh, right. Manny Perez will take it. It's in now to Wilson Harris, who's charging forward through the middle. Wilson Harris taking on four defenders by himself. Now finds help with Ownby. Now Jimenez on the near side. He tries to play a ball in with his left foot. It's deflected on its way through and deflected out of play by Matt Bonner of El Paso. It is going to be another Vi-Fi corner kick for Louisville City, I believe, unless the offside flag went up. The players still lingering around the El Paso penalty area. It was a ball into the box from the left side off the left foot of Oscar Jimenez, and in fact it is going to be a Vi-Fi corner kick to Louisville City. From the near side, their left, it'll be an in-swinger once again off the right foot of the captain, Niall McCabe, sporting that new bleach blonde look. Here it comes, the in-swinger toward the near post this time. In fact, at the penalty spot, it's knocked down, and then the shot comes through, I believe, from Sharpie, and he skies it well over the bar and well out of play. It's going to be a goal kick here for El Paso. But the ball knocked down from the corner kick, and Sharpie had the hit, Casey. Well, it was a nice ball in from Niall McCabe, and Brian Omi made the run, but I don't know if Brian Omi closed his eyes or what happened because he just completely missed the ball in, and it falls right right to Wes Sharpie, and Wes Sharpie just had some big eyes there and kind of leaned back and wanted to watch the ball go in the back of the net, and those types of plays, you have to keep your head down, you have to stay over the top of the ball and strike through it, so you're going to be able to get better contact on it and get it on frame. Again, the score, Louisville City 1, El Paso nothing, 57 and a half minutes on the clock. It is a Louisville City throw in the attacking half. The left back, Oscar Jimenez, takes it into play and a collision and a foul called against Tyler Gibson of Louisville City. So it'll be a free kick here to El Paso, which they will take in their defensive half on the near side, their right, about 10 yards in from the near sideline. The right back, Bonner, takes it, plays it backward to the substitute, Egeluz. Egeluz now to Yuma, the veteran center back, the left center back. He plays it forward to the left back, Hines, across midfield, and that is where it is quickly won by Louisville City. They play it back under pressure to Kyle Morton. Morton forced to go long under that pressure. His ball across midfield, picked up by Yuma. Yuma into the middle of the field. That is where Mayers had it. Mayers tried to jumpstart the attack. It's won by Louisville City. Back and forth they come. Now Louisville City into the attack. A ball into the box from Brian Ombi, steered away by Yuma of El Paso. The second ball won by Manny Perez. He's charging into the box. Perez on the end line. A ball into Serrano at the penalty spot. Serrano battling with a defender for it. The defender goes down, and a foul called against Serrano. And a foul against Louisville City results in this free kick for El Paso. Yuma did the defensive work for the Locos. And it was just kind of a little off pass there from Manny Perez. He gets in line, and he doesn't cut the ball back enough to meet Ray Serrano. Ray Serrano does the best, but it was definitely a foul. Yuma stood up tall and was very solid in his defending. But Lucidi is getting a lot of numbers in the attack, and that's what it's allowing them to continuously turn El Paso over. 
And they do so there once again. This time, Brian Omi coming down the right side, tries to play a ball in toward goal. It was overhit and out of play, and it'll be a goal kick here to El Paso. But Louisville City, over the last 10 minutes, Casey, really in the ascension. They are winning every turnover battle, every 50-50 ball in the middle of the field, and they are dominating the game in this second half, and they have the goal to show for it. Well, it makes me wonder, we talked in the beginning of the game how El Paso's had a few rough games so far, and so now they go down at home. What does that do to their mentality? And it looks like they're just kind of off their game a little bit. They haven't been as smooth in their possession. They're looking to play a few longer balls that they weren't looking to do in the first half, just not as sharp as it was, and that's kind of been since the goal and since the goal Lou City has done even better they've stepped their game up even more the energy level has been there the sharpness has been there and so both teams who are kind of on a similar path of playing really nice possession style soccer are starting to veer off again this El Paso team has been very streaky to this point in the season I'll finish that thought in a moment as we have a substitution to report to you it comes with 30 minutes to play in the game Louisville City ahead one to nothing Ray Serrano will come out and Napo Matsoso will come in for Louisville City it is Matsoso's 17th appearance of the season and his 14th off the bench. That substitution brought to you by MHS Global. And in fact, we have two substitutions to report. Coming in for El Paso is Emmanuel Sunupe. He will come in in, pr- in place of Eric Calvillo. So Calvillo out and Sunupe on. Sunupe, a veteran player who came up in England, a native of London. This is his eighth season as a professional, his first in El Paso, and he will come on now. Another substitution forthcoming for El Paso, Richie Ryan. Speaking of veterans, he comes into the game in place of the captain, Yuma. So Yuma, who is 36 years of age, is replaced by Ryan, who is 37 years of age. Ryan, a veteran from Ireland. All of those substitutions brought to you by MHS Global Above and Beyond, and they come with 29 minutes to go in this one to nothing game in favor of Louisville City. So Lou City bringing on Napa Matsosa, who has a little bit more defensive-mindedness to him in his game, and so that's going to allow Lou City to strengthen their defense a little bit more and it looks like El Paso bringing on some veteran players trying to find some leadership to kind of switch that mindset kind of change the energy for El Paso on the field bring in some veteran leadership to lead this team through this little bit of a drought to see if they can continue to get back into that rhythm that they had in the first half. El Paso coming forward now trying to play it down their far sideline towards Sanupe who just checked into the game. Sanupe can't catch up to the ball and then battles with Gonzalo. I beg your pardon Perez for it for Louisville City and Manny Perez once again using his lengthy frame to his advantage shielding the ball away from Sanupe. It's out for a goal kick to Louisville City but a thought here a note here on one of the players who just checked in Richie Ryan. Ryan, again, 37 years old. He made his senior professional debut in April of 2003 for Sunderland in the Premier League against Newcastle. So that's how long it's been in his career. This is his 20th season as a professional, his fourth in El Paso, his 88th appearance for the Locos. This is, uh, we're talking about Richie Ryan. He will check in along the back line for El Paso. The goalkeeper Newton picks up a ball that was sent forward by Louisville City. Newton, the goalkeeper for El Paso. He rolled it forward to the back line, to the right back Bonner. And now the player we were just speaking about, 
uh, Richie Ryan has the ball. He's a left-footed player playing as a center back right now. He plays it to the far side, to the left back, Hines. Hines now backward once again uh, to a teammate. That back line player is... uh, Egaluz, Egaluz now to Ryan. Ryan now to the near sideline. Here is Cristiano Francois, who has not looked nearly as dangerous in this second half. Francois in the middle of the field in the center circle. Now a ball played wide in the air to the far side in the attacking half. It's Hines dribbling in for El Paso. Into the middle of the field. It's back to Hines just outside of the penalty area. Had a loose touch, did Hines. It's headed in high into the air. Headed away by West Sharpie for Louisville City. And still in the attacking half for El Paso. It's Mayers with it. Into the middle now, it's all the way back now to Egaluz. Egaluz picks up his head, a long ball forward for Solignac to chase. He's not had much to do the center forward, and he doesn't have anything to do here because Kyle Morton comes off of his line to pick it up for Louisville City. Just a hopeless ball forward there for El Paso, Casey. They look a little bit out of ideas right now. Well, and it came off a really good stint of possession for them. I thought they were moving the ball a lot nicer. They were getting the ball up the field, and then they resorted to that useless long ball over top that went right to Kyle Morton. So a little bit frustrating there to see them defer from their game planning. You talked about how Francois hasn't been able to get the ball as much. And I really think that that's because they haven't been able to possess as nicely as they have in the first half. They haven't been able to move the ball around enough to open up that channel for him out wide. Oscar Jimenez is doing a good job of pulling out a little bit tighter to him, but a little bit frustrating from El Paso deferring from their solid possession and trying to go over top. On the far side was Sanupe, the player that just checked in. He played a ball into the box. It was deflected away. Francois picked it up on the near side for El Paso in the attacking half for them. Ownby doing the defending. Ownby knocks it out of play. Francois takes the throw on the near side line, the El Paso right, into the right back, Bonner, who's playing well forward. Now backward to the right center back, Ender Egeluz. Egeluz forced backward once again all the way to the goalkeeper, Newton, who's well out of his box. Newton to... The left center back, I believe that that is Yuma. He has, in fact, I think, stayed in this game. Forward to Hines, the left back, who's in the attacking half on the far side. El Paso trying to get back into this game. They trail it by one to Louisville City with 65 minutes on the clock. Now a long diagonal towards Francois, and Francois was offside once again. The offside flag up against Cristiano Francois, and it'll be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City here. And Francois has to do better there. El Paso, like we've been saying, struggling to get out. So when they are able to release, Francois has to make sure that he's watching that back line. He can see the entire back line and he can check over his shoulder to see right where the referee is standing so he can ensure that he's staying on side to allow his team that opportunity to release that, relieve some of that pressure, and also allow them to release him into the attack because he was so dangerous in the first half. He hasn't done much in the second half. Talk about this change-up back line for Louisville City. We've been mentioning it a couple of times tonight. Three players that play along the back line are unavailable this evening. So Oscar Jimenez comes in to make just his eighth appearance of the season in this little bit of a makeshift line. But they've done really well. Eight offside calls have gone against El Paso. Here comes Francois once again for El Paso, just outside of the box. Tried to play a ball in with his right foot. It was deflected behind by Louisville City. So a corner kick forthcoming here for the El Paso locomotive. Cristiano Francois, the danger man, once again generating this chance. Richie will take the corner kick from the near side, the El Paso right. Richie Ryan, that is to say. He's a left-footed player, the 37-year-old, so it'll be an in-swinger off of his left foot. He stands over the ball now, raises both arms into the air, 
25 minutes to go plus stoppage time. Here it comes to the back post. Well over hit over nearly everyone's head. There was one player there attacking it. It was Yuma for El Paso. He has, in fact, stayed in the game. He was the player there attacking it, but it was over his head, glanced off of his head. It's out of play. It's a Louisville City goal kick with 23 minutes plus stoppage time to go. And this is the opportunity for Danny Cruz, the Louisville City head coach, to make two more substitutions, one which we thought we may see, Jan-Eric Leinhos, the rookie out of Marshall University, will make his first appearance in several weeks. He will come in to replace Manny Perez along the back line for Louisville City. And then Enoch Matiti Mushagalusa will come off the bench tonight he will replace Niall McCabe for the boys in purple who are wearing white this evening the away kits and those two substitutions are presented by MHS Global above and beyond they come in a one to nothing score in this game in which Louisville City has the lead with 22 minutes to play and I think what's going to happen is they're going to move Napo Matsoso into the middle of the pitch a bit to kind of work alongside of Tyler Gibson and Enoch Mushagalusa will push out wide on the right and be that winger for them. It is out of play. It is a throw to El Paso in their defensive end. Along the near side, their right. Bonner, the right back, takes it. It's into Dylan Mayers. Mayers across midfield. Now it's on the far side with... Sanupe, the player from England who just came in, and Sanupe winds up from about 40 yards, a shot low on the ground. It's blocked on its way through. A loose ball is picked up and ultimately won by Louisville City with Napo Matsoso. He plays it to Enoch Matiti Mushigalusa playing along the right back to Jan Eric Leinhos playing as the right back tonight. Leinhos trying to send it forward to Mushigalusa who made a run into the attacking half, but the pass from Leinhos overhit. It's a throw to El Paso on the far side, their left in their defensive half. Not a bad look there, but I feel like both teams are using that long ball as almost a cop-out. The first half was so pretty in the way they both teams like to build out of the back and use that possession to their advantage. Now both teams looking to go a little bit more direct, almost at times when they don't need to. And so in that instance, I think Janhos needed to possess a little bit, see if he could connect with Matt Sosa or Gibson there in the middle. Jan-Erik Leinhos, the 25-year-old from Germany who played at Marshall University and college here in the United States, he is making for the season just his fourth appearance for Louisville City. It's his first appearance since May 13th, the game at LA Galaxy 2. So his first work in well over two months now for Louisville City. He was on the on duty there when the ball was played over the top to Sanupe, the player for El Paso, who has checked in along the left side, but Sunupe was offside. The flag up against El Paso once again, and so it is a fifth third free kick to Louisville City. It comes in the 70th minute of this one to nothing game. They take that fifth third free kick on the ground, play it backward to Kyle Morton. Morton lifts it up with his right foot into the attacking half where Wilson Harris picks it up. Harris at the top of the box, a ball through to Brian Ownby. Ownby on the end of it, but the flag goes up, and it is offside against Ownby this time for Louisville City. So a free kick kick here to El Paso to let them off the hook. What I love there, though, is Wilson Harris's willingness to pick the ball up and just attack on the dribble. So many times players will look to try to connect or release a player through there. But what happens when he attacks on the dribble is he's going to force the defenders to have to step to him. And that opens up the lane for Brian Ombi. Brian Ombi just a little bit too quick on his release there for his run. But I love how Wilson Harris attacks on the dribble. 
Louisville City in the attack now with Mushigalusa on the far side. He gets to the end line, puts a ball into the box. Yuma, the defender, is there. He knocks it down. It's cleared upfield toward Dylan Mayers. Mayers trying to dribble forward on the far side, still in the El Paso half. He's taken down from behind. It's a foul against Louisville, a foul against Napo Matsoso, and a free kick to El Paso. Louisville leads one to nothing, courtesy of Jorge Gonzalez. His second goal within his last four games. He also scored in that six to nothing route over New York Red Bulls too. Here comes El. Paso. It is Sanupe just outside of the box on his right foot. Cuts it back to his left. Defended by Lineho. Sanupe dribbling in. And the secondary help came over from Mushigalusa to take it off of Sanupe's feet. But it's out of play. It, it is a corner here for El Paso. So this corner kick coming from the far side. The El Paso left. A chance for them to put a ball into the box here with 19 minutes to go in a game in which they trail. A good recovery run from Mushigalusa because Sanupe was doing a really good job of working Linehouse there. Had the cut back into the middle. And I think if um, Mushigalusa wasn't able to get a touch on that. He might have been able to have a go. Dylan Mayers takes the corner kick. It's an in-swinger off of his right foot. Solignac, actually, in fact, that was Andrew Fox, the center back, playing well forward, tried an overhead kick but couldn't connect on it. And the ball bounces out of play past the inline for a goal kick here to Louisville City. As the ball was played in from Mayers, Fox well forward. In fact, it wasn't as much an overhead kick attempt as I thought it was. It was really a collision between Fox and Wes Sharpie of Louisville City. El Paso claiming that that should have been a foul and a penalty kick, but the referee does not make that call. We will have a break in play for the moment because Sanupe, the substitute, is down on the ground clutching at his left hip for El Paso. So he is receiving treatment, and it gives the opportunity for these players on a hot day in the desert of West Texas. to eat. Everybody comes over to this training situation to grab a bottle of water and catch a drink. El Paso still arguing with the referee over that last play. What did you think about that collision there, Casey, in the box? I think a good no call there. I think both players were going for the ball, and I don't think Fox would have been able to make contact on the ball even if he wasn't fouled. And so a lot of times the ref will play that into factor when deciding if it's going to be a penalty. Does the player even have a chance to make a play on the ball? And I really don't think that Fox did. So I think a good no call. And you see the players all getting a nice drink of water. And a lot of times what will happen is players who are experienced will go down with an injury kind of eat up the clock a little bit, allow the team to be able to take a break, get some water, especially when they're not doing a water break and it's really hot outside. I'm hoping that that is the case and Sanupe was helping his team out by getting a little extra drink and that he's not actually injured because that would be a real loss. Just bringing him on, he's been very aggressive and involved in the attack and has really done a good job down that left side for El Paso since coming on. El Paso, two hours behind Louisville in terms of time zone, so it's just past 9 o'clock there. The temperature still pretty hot, 91 degrees. It was a hot one today out in West Texas. The high temperature was 97 So an impromptu water break, but a much-needed water break for these two teams as we will have another substitution for El Paso as Sanupe has been forced to check out of the game. So that is a situation that John Hutchinson, the head coach for El Paso, did not want to see. Emmanuel Sanupe, who just checked in in the second half, has been replaced by Edison Azcona, an 18-year-old from the Dominican Republic on loan in El Paso from Inter-Miami in uh, MLS. So he is coming on for just his third appearance of this season for El Paso as Kona, who joined the team on loan just this month. He replaces Sanupe. That substitution brought to you by MHS Global. 
And it's a little bit unfortunate because not only do you, did you use a substitute to bring on Sanupe, but now you had to use another one to bring him on, and that also uses up another window. So El Paso's only left with one substitution left in this match. Louisville City had the ball coming forward after the restart, after that injury and substitution, and they were fouled in the attacking half. So a fifth third free kick coming up here in the 75th minute. Louisville City leads one to nothing, courtesy of Jorge Gonzalez, who scored on an assist from Niall McCabe. McCabe up to five assists now on the season on a really well-worked uh, corner kick. This time it's a fifth third free kick in the attacking half in the middle of the field toward the left, about 18 yards outside of the box. It's played on the ground by Oscar Jimenez. The shot comes through from Ownby. And it's wide. On the outside of his foot, it was a good attempt from Brian Ombi. The ball was just knocked down from the crowd. Ombi got on onto the ball and swung his right foot through it, outside of the foot but outside of the post, out for a goal kick. And Louisville City nearly turns El Paso over from the goal kick. Napo Metzoso had a half chance there, Casey, but that chance goes wide as well. It's out for another goal kick to El Paso, and Louisville City turns them over almost immediately, but Ombi can't do anything with it. He gives it right back, but El Paso living dangerously at the back here, Casey. Well, El Paso's having to push a few more numbers forward in order to try to get back into this one. It's allowing Lou City to be able to intercept quite a few passes. That shot from Brian Ombi, a very good look. Just when he strikes it and hits that outside of the foot, it's always going to be bending away. So a little unfortunate there. Napo Metzoso reading the game really well staying pushing up higher to be able to pick off that pass lucidity is continuing to come at them with this high aggressive energy and el paso's not really been able to deal with that much the second half 14 minutes to go louisville city looking to extend this unbeaten run to seven games and make it six wins out of seven in that unbeaten run el paso looking at a third consecutive defeat and a third consecutive shutout defeat for them they've been outscored six to nothing in these two losses entering play tonight and they trail this one by a score of one to nothing they've still got 13 and a half minutes to do something about that do El Paso, but they're not going to be able to do anything here as Evan Newton, the goalkeeper, plays it long from the top of his penalty area, but plays it errantly out of play on the far side. It'll be a throw to Louisville City along their right and their right back. The substitute, Jan Eric Leinhos, will take it. He throws it into the attacking half for Louisville City down the far sideline. Musha Galusa was there to contest for it, but it's won quickly by El Paso. Musha Galusa comes in, tries to take the ball away from Yuma along the back line, but Yuma fouled, and he is rolling around violently on the ground, clutching at his knee, and a yellow card has been shown here to Enoch Musha Galusa, a World of Beer yellow card. It is, in fact, the second World of Beer yellow card shown to Louisville City because a yellow card was shown to the coach, Danny Cruz, Early, early on in the first half, about 16 minutes in. We didn't mention that at the time because we didn't see it. So a second yellow card, the first to a player on the field for Louisville City, and it's shown to Enoch Mushigalusa for that foul on Yuma. And Mushigalusa a little bit too aggressive on that challenge. Yuma had the ball with his back to where he's trying to go, facing his own goal, and Mushigalusa just kind of runs through him. He had some big eyes because there was no one behind Yuma there, so Mushigalusa trying to get in behind, but not a vicious challenge by any means. El Paso with the free kick. Yuma takes it. They play it on the ground. They're into the attacking half now on the right side, on the near side. It is Francois dribbling into the middle of the field. He plays it in to Richie Ryan, the veteran player who has come forward a bit. Ryan to Yuma. Yuma in the middle now to another El Paso player. Back into the middle, now swung back to the near side where Francois will give chase. Can he keep it in? He cannot. He may have been an offside position anyway, but he couldn't catch up to the ball. It's out of play for a Louisville throw on the near side. They're left in their defensive 
final third. So Louisville City will have to try and work out of the back here again. El Paso pressing forward, trying to find a way to tie this game. They trail it one to nothing. Well, I feel like in the first half, Lou City was struggling with the weight of their passes. And this half, they've done much better with figuring out the type of weight and the type of service they need to play. And I feel like the second half now, El Paso really struggling with how to play the ball through. They've overhit quite a few balls. They haven't been very sharp in their possession. And so it's kind of switched a little bit. And I'm wondering if that has something to do with the half of the field that's being played on there. They're playing in the baseball in instead of the outfield for their attack. And that's kind of where passes have gone awry. The pass goes awry there, although it was knocked away by Louisville City. It's a throw to El Paso on the far side, their left. They play it backward to the near side now with Egilouz. Egilouz down the near sideline to Francois. He's trying to dribble around a couple of players. He plays it to Ryan. Ryan, a ball over the top. Two players making the run behind for El Paso. Morton off of his line to make the catch, and I believe the flag was going to go up anyway against those two runners because they were completely unmarked. In any event, Kyle Morton was alert to it, and he comes off of his line to pick it up. The flag stayed down, so the ball will remain in play. Morton now punts it long down the near sideline. Brian Ombi keeps it alive. Harris up for it, a 50-50 ball. Harris... It's backward now to Gibson. Gibson trying to keep it alive for Louisville City. Now it's picked up by Francois for El Paso. Francois into the middle now to Mayers as El Paso comes forward once again. The left center back, Yuma, across midfield to the far sideline now. And into the middle now with Dylan Mayers. Mayers in the middle in the Louisville half. Dribbling around. Time and space to pick out a pass. Now to the near sideline with Francois. Francois defended by Gonzalez, the goal scorer for Louisville City. Francois backward to Mayers. Mayers into the middle to Ryan. Ryan, the left-footed player, a ball through to the inline on the far sideline. Can this player get a cross in? He plays it backward. It is for El Paso, I believe, Liam Rose. A ball in now to Francois on the near sideline at the end line in the penalty area. Maybe a chance for El Paso. Francois' ball to the penalty spot. Knocked away by a Louisville player and then ultimately cleared away by Musha Galusa. His clearance to midfield where it's picked up by Wilson Harris. Harris dribbles around one player. Here's, here's Wilson Harris charging forward. He's got two players for company, Matt Soso and Ownby, but he can't find either of them with the pass. It's overhit and Newton off of his line will collect for El Paso. Nine minutes to go plus stoppage time. Louisville City trying to see out this one to nothing lead. That was excellent patient defending from Lucity, just kind of sitting back and channeling El Paso to force them to play along the backside, along those inlines, and not allowing them to play over the top or through the middle of the field. And that's what allowed them to turn them over in really good places of the field. Wilson Harris doing a great job of battling for that ball, winning it, turning over and attacking on the dribble. Just couldn't connect with the pass. His service was a little bit too straight when he needed to cut it back at a bit of an angle. And with eight and a half minutes to go, Louisville City will go to the bench. Both teams will go to the bench. Actually, in fact, not Louisville City, just El Paso. They will bring on No Coutinho, an 18-year-old academy product for them. It's his seventh appearance of the season. And the 18-year-old will come on to try and make a difference in this game. He is a native of El Paso. And, in fact, Louisville City will go to the bench here. Two players to come on, one of which we highlighted. How about this? What a moment here. Elijah Winder will come on for Louisville City. He was recalled from a loan in Arizona down in USL League One, the older brother of Josh Winder. 
He has made a full recovery from a scary, scary leg injury that he suffered at an ECNL event over a year ago now. He makes his debut for Louisville City, as does Paolo Del Piccolo. He's not his debut for Del Piccolo, but he comes into the game. So Elijah Winder on, Paolo Del Piccolo on. Gonzalez off and another player off for Louisville City. All of those substitutions, three of them, two for Louisville, one for El Paso, brought to you by MHS Global. They come with seven and a half minutes to go. And the other substitution is Wilson Harris. And so what's going to happen here is Brian Omi is going to tuck into the middle. You're going to push uh, Napo Metzoso back out wide, which is going to allow Winder to be able to sit in the middle a little bit, again, solidifying that middle of the field, that defensive structure for Lou City. It is Winder's debut this season for Louisville City. He appeared once back in 2020 for the boys in purple, an appearance off the bench in August of 2020 against Loudoun United. So a great opportunity here for the youngster, 19 years old, the academy product. He comes in for the first time this season. A foul goes against Louisville City. With seven minutes to go, it's a free kick here to El Paso. They take it along the ground. In the back line now, a ball toward the far side. I believe this is Ascuna. Ascuna, a ball into the box for El Paso towards an attacking player. That was Gomez making the run at the post, and it's knocked away. It's a corner kick past the end line. El Paso's corner from the far side, their left. Is there an opportunity late for the hosts here to try and tie the game? Six and a, six minutes and change to go, plus stoppage time. Mayers to take the corner for El Paso. It'll be an in-swinger off of his right foot. Here it comes, into the mixer, headed over the bar and out of play. Not sure if it was an El Paso head that found it, but it was, and it was, in fact, an El Paso player. It was Egaluz, and Der Egaluz, up forward from his backline position. He had the header. It was well over the bar and out for a goal kick. And Egaluz, when he's making that run in, he jumps as he's heading the ball. And when he does that, the ball is always going to be going over the ball or over the goal. He needs to get to establish his position a little bit better and drive through the ball, which is going to allow him to get the ball down and on frame. The goal kick taken by Kyle Morton with five and a half minutes to go. It's across midfield, headed forward by Brian Ombi. Matt Soso is giving chase, but it'll bounce into the arms of the El Paso goalkeeper, Newton. He rolls it along the back line. Here's Egeluz to the near sideline with Bonner. Bonner back to Egeluz all along the back line here, still in the El Paso half. He switches it to Yuma. Yuma forward into the middle to Mayers. Mayers to the far sideline to Edison Ascona. Ascona back to Mayers. Louisville City comfortable sitting back in their formation behind the ball here, trying to see out this one to nothing lead. An errant pass nearly turned over. Louisville City nearly came up with the ball. It's a battle in the midfield. El Paso comes away with it. On the near sideline is Ascona this time. He's taken down from behind by Matsoso. The ball out of play. What's the call going to be here? Will it be a throw or a foul against Matt Soso? I believe it's going to be a throw, and it is to Louisville City. As Kona with the final touch, no foul called. It's a throw to the boys in purple. It is taken by Oscar Jimenez into the attacking half with Matt Soso. Back to Jimenez. He clips the ball over the top down the near sideline for Ombi. He keeps it in play to Matt Soso. Back to Ombi. Ombi tries to put a ball in. Actually, it's not towards the box. He just switches fields to the far side with Linehouse. Linehouse forward to Winder, his first touch. Elijah Winder since coming in. And then along the back line, the ball forward, I believe that was Sharpie coming forward, and that's an errant pass. It's out of play. It's a goal kick to El Paso. They take that goal kick immediately. Four minutes to go. They're going to come forward here. Are the hosts, can they find a late tying goal? Louisville City leads it one to nothing on a second-half goal scored by Jorge Gonzalez. But a turnover. Louisville City comes away with it. 
Mushigalusa charging forward, but he gives it back. And now here comes El Paso. Toward the top, it's Solignac. Solignac giving chase, and Morton slides in front on the ground to collect the ball. It was actually Gomez making the run for El Paso, but he couldn't catch up to it. Very good defending, though, from Wes Sharpie. Wes Sharpie does a wonderful job of tracking Gomez there. And then as Gomez takes his touch a little bit too far in front of him, Wes Sharpie steps in between him and Kyle Morton. And Kyle Morton comes off and cleans it up very nicely. But really, really smart defending and patient defending from Wes Sharpie to keep that one really not a huge threat. Three minutes and change to go. Louisville City in possession now in the attacking half. Can they work out a second goal and slam the door shut on this game? Mushigalusa on the far side the right, dribbling in toward the penalty area. On his left foot, Mushigalusa gets by a couple of defenders. Still Mushigalusa, he goals for goal. It's in the side netting. Mushigalusa put on a dribbling display there, had the ball at his feet for a long moment, got into the box, got past a couple of defenders, had the chance to put the game away, but couldn't get it on frame. It was into side netting. It's out for a goal kick. He is for frustrated with himself and it will be in fact they say it took a deflection on its way through so it's not a goal kick it's a corner kick to Louisville City here they can waste more time maybe generate another chance two and a half minutes to go it'll come from the far side they're right not really understanding the frustration from Mushigalusa there because I feel like he did a really good job to keep the ball there. He dribbled three defenders, and maybe he's frustrated because he thinks he should have held up the ball, but he earned a corner kick for his team and didn't lose possession. So I think overall it was a really nice play from Mushigalusa. After the corner, they worked it from right to left, then a long diagonal from left to right toward Brian Ownby, who was making a run, but it was over Ownby's head. Yuma did the defending for El Paso. And in fact, Yuma had the final touch, so it's another corner kick here for Louisville City. Yuma deflected it behind for El Paso. So a corner kick once again from the far side, the Louisville City right with two minutes to go, plus stoppage time. It'll be Oscar Jimenez to take it. He'll just roll it in towards Mushigalusa, trying to dribble on the end line, has it taken off of his feet by an El Paso defender, and it is a third successive corner here for Louisville City with a minute and a half to go, plus stoppage time. And one thing that Lucity is doing is, yes, they're eating time off the clock, but they're making it look like they're trying to play. They're making it look like they're keeping the run of play going, and that's what's allowing them to be able to maybe take off a few more seconds in some teams who really milk the clock. They take this corner short as well. Matt Soso just touches it into Mushigalusa as Kona did the defending for El Paso, and Mushigalusa has the final touch as it goes out of play. It's a throw to El Paso deep in their defensive end with just over a minute plus stoppage time to go. Yuma takes it into Mares. Mares across into the penalty area to Egeluz. Egeluz under pressure from Ownby. Now Newton, the goalkeeper. Now to the far side, the left, Yuma. He dribbles out of the box. Yuma into the middle to Richie Ryan. Ryan now to the near side, Solignac at midfield. Backward to Egeluz. Egeluz across the field to Yuma. They're inching their way forward here, our El Paso. This game is at a walking pace at the moment. Now finally El Paso make a move, but it's taken away by Louisville City. Own beat to Mushigalusa. Here comes Mushigalusa charging forward in the box on the right side to the top of the box with Ownby on his right foot. He goes for goal and it just fizzes wide. Ownby's shot just wide of the post. That could have put it away for Louisville City, inches away from Ownby on the score sheet. Instead, it's out for a goal kick, and Louisville City still leads it by just one. 
Really nice vision there from Mushigalusa to cut the ball back and find Brian Omi. Then Brian Omi taking a nice touch, staying over the ball and making good contact on the shot. We talked about how hot Brian Omi has been in the final third with finishing. And so why not let him have a go there? Yes, Lucidi is trying to eat time off the clock, but I like that they're not just taking it to the corner and holding the ball up. We have moved past the 90th minute into the 91st minute. We are now in stoppage time, which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. The referee has added a minimum of four minutes to this game. Louisville City leads it one to nothing, courtesy of a goal from Jorge Gonzalez in the second half. El Paso trying to tie it. Here they come into the attack, into the Louisville City penalty area on his left foot, and the player... For El Paso, couldn't do anything with it. Great defending there, I believe, by Jan Eric Leinhos. It was Ascuna, Edison Ascuna. He's shown up everywhere in this second half for El Paso, both on the right and the left. He had the chance there, and he has won a corner kick for his team. As Ascuna was dribbling in, it was Leinhos that did the defending, and Leinhos did just enough. Ultimately, I think Winder got the touch, and El Paso's arguing for a handball, and Casey, they might have an argument. Well, what they're trying to say is when the ball was played in from Ascuna, it deflected off of Winder's foot and then hit his hand. And so you can see where refs have called that. And it makes me wonder if they had VAR, if the ref would be going to review that one because Winder's hand was in an unnatural position. Was it a deflection? Yes. And so I don't think that it would have happened because there was nothing that he could have done about it. It deflected off his foot and then hit his hand, so it was more of a ball-to-hand situation instead of hand-to-ball. And so I think he could have gotten by with that ruling, but sticky situation for Winder. Ball in from the corner kick. It's been knocked around the mixer. Two shots have come through. It's been blocked both times, and now finally blocked out of play. It's a throw to El Paso in their attacking half. Gomez had a crack at it. Another player for El Paso had a crack at it, but the crowd of players wearing white did enough, got in the way of it, diverted it away from goal. El Paso still pushing forward, trying to get the tying goal here. A ball down the left side, cleared away for Louisville by Jan-Eric Leinhos. His clearance passed midfield into the El Paso defensive half, where Newton, well out of his box by 25 yards, will settle. It's with Yuma now to the far sideline with Ascona. Ascona back to Yuma at midfield. Into the middle now with Gomez drifting back. Now Richie in the middle. Richie, a left-footed ball over the top down the near side, giving chase for El Paso is... The substitute, Egeluz, who's moved forward. Now backward, a ball into the box at the top of the area, headed away by Louisville City, picked up at the far side by Ascona. Ascona backward to Yuma. They've got about a minute and a half to go out of the minimum four here. Richie, a ball forward to the top of the D. Defensive work there by Sean Tosh to steer it away. Now the ball forward. It is once again... uh, El Paso on the attack. It was cleared away by Jan Eric Leinhos. Picked up by El Paso at midfield. As Kuna dropping way back forward into the center circle now. He dribbles toward the the midfield stripe. A ball down the near sideline. And unable to keep it in play was, I believe, Martin Pieris. And no, that, that's no Coutinho, 53, not 33, 53, who came into the game, the 18-year-old, no Coutinho, unable to catch up to that ball. He tried to play it back toward goal, couldn't get it in play. It's out for a goal kick to Louisville City with 45 seconds to go. This has been the best spell of attack for El Paso in this entire second half, but it's almost looking like a little bit too little too late. They needed to start to do this around the 50th minute mark. They can't wait till the 90th minute mark to really turn it on and to start putting more energy into their attack. But Lou City having to weather quite a big storm here. 
20 seconds to go in this minimum of four minutes of stoppage time. El Paso with a throw on the near side. They get it in in their defensive half. It is Richie with it. Richie, the left foot, over the top to the near side. Bonner making the run down the near sideline. The right back, well defended by Oscar Jimenez. He sends it out of play. It's an El Paso throw in their attacking final third. Just seconds remaining. This surely the final chance of the game. Can they tie it? Louisville City leads it one to nothing. A ball into the box from Mayers, headed away by Louisville. Now a shot from distance from 40 yards. It's nowhere near on target. It's out of play, and the referee blows his whistle to end it. Louisville City goes on the road into West Texas, and they. They win a grueler, a terrifically played game against El Paso Locomotive by a final score of one to nothing. Louisville City extends their unbeaten run now to seven consecutive games. They have won six of those seven games. A really terrific win, Casey Whitfield. It was a really solid win and a hard-fought win for Lou City. They had to really be patient because El Paso, just like them, is a team that likes to play in possession in the first half. was kind of a little bit of a cat-and-mouse game to see who could get away with what. But Lou City obviously made some really nice halftime adjustments, came out in the second half, and really looked like the better team, the more aggressive team. El Paso... Too little, too late. Coming on at the end there, you have to have that type of energy consistently through the second half. It can't just happen in the last five minutes. Louisville City wins it one to nothing over El Paso. A victorious evening for the boys in purple on the road. We will look back at it. We will dissect it. We will analyze it and then ultimately look forward to what is to come to Louisville City on the post-game wrap-up, which is coming your way in just a minute. Again, the final, Louisville won, El Paso nothing. We step aside for a timeout here. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer on ESPN Louisville. That boy of mine, he sure does take after me. I love football. He loves football. I put ketchup on my eggs. He puts ketchup on his. I didn't wear my seatbelt. Neither did he. So nothing's going to be the same ever again. So please, show your kids what a good driver does. Buckle up. And put your phone down. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. It's time for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-match show. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Welcome back. And welcome in to the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game wrap-up, which is brought to you by, as we said, the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to always play it safe behind the wheel. Buckle up and put your phone down. Be safe, Kentucky. The final score of Louisville City 1, El Paso Locomotive nothing is the Gorski Law Office full-time score. Gorski Law Office is the official partner of Louisville City FC. And that game was a Mortensen Family Dental Clean Sheet. 
A clean game calls for a clean smile. The ninth clean sheet, the ninth shutout for Kyle Morton this season. In goal for Louisville City, he continues to be outstanding. He made a couple of great saves, particularly early in this game, and he continues to be among the league's leaders in terms of clean sheets this season in the USL Championship. I'm Jeff Milby. Casey Whitfield is here, as we were throughout the entirety of this game. Casey, Louisville City goes down to West Texas They do just enough. A goal from Jorge Gonzalez on a well-worked corner kick routine seven minutes into the second half gives them the lead, gives them ultimately the win, and a great job by Louisville City to extend this unbeaten run now to eight games. Seven games, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was a really tough match for them, I think, in the first half. Both teams really just even. Both teams had great possession. Both teams created really good chances. I think El Paso even might have had a little bit more possession than Lucity overall in the game. But Lucity stuck with their game plan. They stuck with what they needed to do. And they came out in the second half and they were clearly the better team. They had a lot more energy out there, which is what allowed them to create better, more dangerous scoring opportunities. They were moving the ball a lot faster. Their pressure was a lot more unified and they were pressing more as a team. Whereas in the first half, I felt like they were chasing the ball ever so often. And that's what allowed El Paso to have a little bit more possession and build up the field to create more solid attacks. But in the second half, City's pressure was really solid and it was as a team, like I said, as a unit. And that's what channeled El Paso to have to play more along the back line. And really, El Paso didn't do a whole lot until the very end of that second half there when they were trying to play catch up. Ultimately, though, the stats do paint a very even picture, as it seemed to be all game, particularly in the first half. Really nothing on the stat sheet that you can use to separate these two teams. They finish with 12 shots apiece, four shots apiece on target. So they equal each other in terms of shots and shots on target. In terms of possession, El Paso did have a reasonably large advantage. 57% of the ball was with El Paso Locomotive. Each team won nine corners in the game. Another statistic that really shows how evenly played this game was. Louisville City, though, did do a terrific job, as they have so often over the course of this season, particularly in the last couple of months. Did a great job with the offside trap. They drew El Paso offside nine times and were only caught offside once themselves. Uh, anything around on, on here, any, any part of this stat sheet that, stands out to you Casey it's just really even to me looking at it up and down uh what made the difference to you for Louisville City I mean I I agree it was a completely even game and we've talked in previous matches about how possession doesn't win a game for you and that was really apparent tonight yes did Lucity have good possession they did but El Paso definitely saw more of the ball, but you can move the ball around as much as you want. And if you're not putting the ball in the back of the net, then it doesn't matter. I think the factor that played the biggest difference in what pushed Lou City ahead in this one was their effort and energy. I think throughout that entire second half, their effort and energy was constantly high. They were always pressing. They were always looking to score, even at the end when they could have been holding the ball up in the corner. They were constantly looking to put the ball in the back of the net. And El Paso really didn't have that killer mentality until the very end when they were trying to push for that equalizer in the last five minutes. And so it's the effort and energy from Lou City tonight that helped get them this win. The goal scorer once again was Jorge Gonzalez, his third goal of the season, his second goal in his last four appearances. He last scored 
against New York Red Bulls, too, in that route. And he is your Lynn family sports vision and training man of the match. Jorge Gonzalez winning the fan vote tonight, and I think rightfully so. A really, really well-worked corner kick routine there. Casey, let's take a look back at the goal and talk about exactly how it happened. It came seven minutes into the second half. It was a corner kick from the far side, Louisville City's right. It was taken on the ground and Gonzalez sort of coming around on a curling run around a crowd of players. Probably got a good pick in that crowd as well. He gets on the end of the ball that was played on the ground. A first time hit for him through traffic. Had eyes for the back of the net and found it. Uh, just a really great set-piece goal for Louisville City tonight that gives them the win. Well, there's a lot of things that have to go right with this type of goal, too, and it starts with, one, the movement off the ball from Jorge Gonzalez. He does a really good job to create enough space from his defender to be able to get a clean look on goal, and then it also really comes down to the service, and Niall McCabe has to wait that pass perfectly so that way when Jorge Gonzalez goes to have the shot it has enough power on it to where Gonzalez just needs to redirect it but then you don't over hit it to where it's really challenging on Gonzalez to have to put the right texture on the ball to get in and so now McCabe plays a perfectly weighted ball so all Gonzalez has to do is one time it and really that ball did have eyes because it went through about four or five El Paso defenders and Newton didn't stand a chance at saving that because he didn't even see it until it was hitting the back of the net. Three yellow cards in this game, two to Louisville City. The first went to Danny Cruz, the head coach, in the 16th minute. The second for Louisville City went against Enoch Musha Galusa in the 77th minute. And the card shown to El Paso went to Aron Gomez in the 25th minute of this game. All three of those yellow cards, of course, are World of Beer yellow cards. Louisville City victorious this evening. They head down to the desert in West Texas and come out with all three points against El Paso Locomotive. We'll continue to talk about it. We will continue to preview what is to come for Louisville City. It was a quick road trip. They'll be back at Lynn Family Stadium for a pair of games coming up. We'll talk about those when we return. You're listening to the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game wrap. It comes on a one-to-nothing, following a one-to-nothing game that ended in favor of Louisville City FC, and you're listening to it here on ESPN Louisville. Toyota has 12 different electrified vehicles, more than anybody else. At an EPA-estimated 36 MPG, the electrified Highlander Hybrid can save you over $3,200 in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Now through August 1st, during Toyota's electrified summer, get low 1.9 APR financing on any new 22 Highlander with approved credit through TFS. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. From their first steps to their first dance. 
high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. Welcome back once again. It is a celebratory Kentucky Office of Highway Safety postgame wrap because Louisville City was a winner tonight. One to nothing over El Paso Locomotive out in West Texas. It was a quick road trip, a one-game road trip for Louisville City. They will return home for a pair of games coming up beginning on August 6th. That is a week from tonight. They will host the Charleston Battery at Lynn Family Stadium. That game slated for an 8 o'clock kickoff. And then a week after that, on August 13th, it is a big one, a really, really important one, one that you do not want to miss. If you're listening to this broadcast, if you're a fan of Louisville City Soccer, you really should be in your seat at Lynn Family Stadium for this game. It's the Tampa Bay Rowdies coming to town on August 13th. That game scheduled for 7.30. That is a Saturday evening, August the 13th. Tampa Bay, of course, the team that has eliminated Louisville City each of the last two seasons from the USL Eastern Conference playoffs, and each of those times has come in the Eastern Conference final. They have gone on to the USL Championship final at the behest of Louisville City each of the last two seasons, so Louisville City can exact some revenge in that game coming up on the 13th. And Casey, it's going to be a great crowd. You guys talked about it on Soccer City this week. Fill the fam is the mantra that the front office is putting out. They had a great uh, ticket sales special, $5.02 tickets. The Estopinal end was sold out based on that special. So it's going to be a crowd really there's a chance that they could sell it out, a chance they could set an attendance record at Lynn Family Stadium coming up on the 13th. It's going to be a night you don't want to miss if you're a soccer fan in this city. No, you do not want to miss that game. It's going to be a fun one. There's a lot going on around the game. And not only is it going to be a fun environment outside, but it's going to be a really good match on the field. Tampa Bay is neck and neck with us. They're sitting second right now, even though they do have a game in hand, but they have 45 points and we have 46. And so it's going to be a really tough battle as it is every single time. But my biggest concern is that Lou City doesn't overlook Charleston. Charleston is sitting 13th right now. They only have 13 points. They're not doing too well. But a game against Lou City is Charleston's opportunity to have a statement win, to have a statement game, to put them back on track. And so Lou City has to make sure that they're staying focused on that Charleston game on the 6th and not looking forward to the Tampa Bay game. As fans, we definitely can because it's way more fun to look at that game because that's going to be the big environment. But this Charleston game is going to be a very critical win and an opportunity for Lou City to put in a lot of goals too. And to that point, you can remember back on April 23rd, Lou City went to Charleston Charleston was struggling just as much then as they are now in the standing, struggling to put together good results. Louisville City had a game against the Pittsburgh River Hounds looming the next week. Pittsburgh was high in the standings at that point. If my memory serves, that was a one-versus-two game in the Eastern Conference as well. We thought a similar sort of storyline. Maybe they're looking past Charleston, and Charleston was able to get a point against Louisville City in that game. It finished 1-1, a game Louisville City had to come from behind in which to get that point, a game that they looked really sluggish for the first 60 65 minutes or so in that one. So they've already played Charleston in a similar situation. 
maybe arguably overlooked them then back in late April. That's something they can't afford to do and will not want to do coming up next Saturday on August 6th. Again, that game at Lynn Family Stadium, 8 o'clock kickoff for that. And then the big one coming up on the 13th that we highlighted against Tampa Bay, a 7.30 kickoff for that, both of those games at Lynn Family Stadium. As you said, Casey, let's look at the standings. You alluded to it. Louisville City with the win tonight. Their seventh consecutive game without a loss. They've won six of those seven games. The win tonight, the three points tonight, propels them to 46 points on the season. It was their 14th win against three losses and four ties. They are ahead of Tampa Bay by one point in the standings. They are ahead of Pittsburgh in third place by six points in the standings. And Louisville City does have one game in hand over each of those two teams. So Louisville City sitting relatively comfortable, as comfortable as you can be when you're ahead by just one point, given that they have a game in hand in the standings. Any kind of final thought from you, Casey, on this game tonight? It's been a little bit of a difficult one for us to digest. Louisville City, obviously you have to be pleased that they went on the road and got a victory. You have to be pleased with the quality of the goal that they did score. But the negatives that maybe Danny Cruz and his coaching staff will look at, the negatives that that you and I certainly have looked at, just a lack of really good quality chances outside of that one goal over the course of the 90 minutes tonight. And I think that's going to be the main, one of the big takeaways from Danny Cruz tonight. In addition to getting to see Elijah Winder out there, Jan Eric Linehouse getting some minutes and Oscar Jimenez really coming back and putting together a solid 90. I think the biggest thing though is still just the chances in the run of play. I think Lucity. City while they are doing all the things right to get there, they still aren't creating enough dangerous chances in the run of play. And it's so, I feel so bad saying this because they are one of the leading scoring teams in the entire USL. But I still think that there is room for improvement. And if they can continue to grow in that area of creating dangerous opportunities in the run of play, just imagine how many more goals they could score. And so I think that's going to be something they're going to work on going into Charleston. And I'm hoping that that Charleston game will be an excellent opportunity for them to be able to put some away during the run of play. And just a final point to show how successful Louisville City has been this year, despite whatever criticisms anyone, including their own head coach, may want to lobby at them this season in terms of lack of finishing in the final third. This is, in Season 8 of Louisville City's history, the best start they've had 21 games into a season. They have never had this many points out of 21 games. They've never had this many wins out of 21 games. They are absolutely flying and are off, as we said, to the best start they've ever had to this point in any of their eight seasons in the USL. So that'll do it for us tonight. Again, the final score this evening, Louisville City wins it by a final of one to nothing over El Paso Locomotive. We will next speak to you a week from tonight, next Saturday at Lynn Family Stadium. Once again, the Charleston Battery coming to town kickoff for that one at 8 o'clock. We will have pregame coverage for you beginning at 7.45, 15 minutes before the kick here on ESPN Louisville. You've been listening to the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety postgame wrap-up, which reminds you to always play it safe behind the wheel, buckle up, and put your phone down. Be safe, Kentucky. For Casey Whitfield, for Spencer Brown, let's give our man Zach at Gold Bar a shout-out tonight for the work he did behind the scenes a couple of hours ago. For all of them, I'm Jeff Milby saying thanks for joining us. We will speak to you this time next week as Louisville hosts the Charleston Battery. Until then, so long. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, 
and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, rowdiest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... <clears throat> And when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. Hey, I'm a coroner. It can be a tough job. But you know what makes it even tougher? Seeing people senselessly die because they didn't bother to use their seatbelts or senselessly die because they got distracted by their phone. Be safe, Kentucky. Buckle up and put the phone down. Because by the time I see you, it's too late. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Nansen Craft Florist, family-owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. 